Hello everyone, this is Trey from Nintendo Main Podcast. I want to just want to thank all of you for listening to our podcast. And it is my great pleasure to bring you a new episode of Nintendo Main Podcast every week. And we would like to make the show even bigger to where we get to go to more game conventions and bring you more coverage and more content. And in order to do that, we need some extra help. If you would like to, you can support us now on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Thank you for listening. This week on Nintendo Main, we promise we'll really celebrate the second birthday of the Nintendo Switch. After 28 years, am I going to finally beat Zelda 2? The moon theme has lyrics? feel about that uh welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 162 we are your hosts i'm trey creamed zoda johnson i'm jeremy Isbaba and mikowski i'm john steel series knitter steel series that's like a pokemon are you sure type. you're not a robot <laughs> i could be that's a pokemon type steel that's what i think of or it's like a comic series with the superman steel uh shack played him in one game. of the movies there was a Steel movie. It wasn't really based on the comic. It just had the same name. Yeah, but. my friend's uncle was in that movie. It was in Steel. Which was, Your friend's was uncle is that Shaq? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Hey, I watched Steel. I watched that movie because I really liked the... Uh, it's called Blue Steel, right? No, it's just called Steel. Blue Steel something else. That's from... Uh, isn't that from that fucking movie with... Uh, with what's his face in it? Oh, that's Zoolander. Yeah. Zoolander, yeah. <laughs> that's a Zoolander oh, thing, oh, yeah. Blue Steel. That's what I'm getting confused. What about real? That's the look he gives. I say, what about real steel? You remember that? That was another dumb movie that people thought was were... that the Hugh Jackman robot fighting movie. Yeah, I watched that movie. It was actually based. It was actually based on a Twilight Zone episode, not Rock'em Sock'em Robots. People thought it was Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but it wasn't. And I watched the Twilight Zone episode, and it's better than that movie. But aside from that, let's talk about Nintendo, since we're a Nintendo main podcast here. <laughs> as much as we'd love to talk about stuff with steel in the title. I know we probably just need to do a whole episode about steel. We should do. We could do a whole episode about steel type Pokemon. That's all I know. And steel movies, and then why not just give a history of the creation of steel? Like Skarmory, be a cool character. Uh, what I I forgot to mention this, but Jess was talking about our Pokemon episode that we did, and she says hello as well. But Hi. Uh, she was talking hey, to Jess. me about about our Pokemon Direct one that we did, and uh, and she thought it'd be really cool if uh, Scar Bunny or Score Bunny. Becomes like um, Usagi Yojimbo, the the, the rabbit <laughs> the samurai oh, in the yeah. future. So then, so then he'd be a fire and steel type Pokemon because of his sword. So that's, Yoshagi, that's why I thought Yojimbo, of that. He was a crossover character, right? Like he showed up in. He uh, was in the Ninja turtles, Trolls, but, what, but wasn't he his he own was. thing too? He, well, he, yeah, was, he originated from something else. I think it was his well, own manga, and for whatever reason, they crossed over in the comics. And 
than also on the series. Well, I mean, he originated from a Kurosawa's Yojimbo movie. Is is where he originated from. Mm. He's basically the character Yojimbo, except as a bunny. It's just a rabbit. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. I watched I watched both of those. They used to be on. Uh, I don't know. I love Kurosawa movies, and uh, and like they used to have a bunch of them on Netflix, like towards the beginning of Netflix. And I watched a bunch of them one day. I watched Sanjuro and Yojimbo back to back. They're pretty much. The same thing, but anything that you've seen, and I know you've seen this in various stories, but whenever, and then they've done this, they've done this in different cartoons, but whenever you see like a character come to a town that's being oppressed by other people and they teach the town people to, to fight against the person that's oppressing them, that's from those movies. They stole that from Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. That's a story, Kurosawa story. So you've seen that in a million different things. And that's, uh, I forget if it's Sanjiro or, Yo- or Yojimbo that does that, but one of them does. But yeah, I've done that in my own life, and I also stole that from so yeah. a, tro- a, a trope you, or whatever. You went and taught a you went and taught a town to fight for themselves. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I it's mean, a weekend thing. It's what you, it's what you should do, you know, if you if you have to defend a town. I think they even did that in Three Amigos. So yeah, but Nintendo stuff. <laughs> We're a Nintendo podcast that can't seem to stay on on stay on target here. <laughs> so let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about what games we've been playing. I want, I'm going to go first just because there was a little there's a piece of news that slipped like right in between episodes here and uh, it was kind of cool actually um Tetris 99 had its first event last weekend. Yep. It yep. had the um what was it called the Maximus Cup, Tetris Maximus yeah. Cup. It was it must have been announced like Thursday, like right before and it started on Friday. And it's really cool like because uh basically if you played the game at all during the weekend, you participated in the in the uh, tournament. And it basically took the top 999 players of Tetris 99 and would give them 999 cool gold points. So you basically would get 10 free dollars on the eShop for for winning, which uh I know Jeremy and I tried to do it. I did I did a stream Friday night, which actually had like 15 people watching me. I don't know why they were watching me. I was playing so badly. It was like the worst Tetris 99 I had ever played. But I feel like I feel like everybody Everybody came out in force. Like all the good Tetris 99 people all of a sudden showed up for that tournament because, man, the best I got was 17th was as high as I could get. And I was, and I was like getting under 10 like every game, like, like on Thursday before it started. But once that hit, like once Friday it started, it was like I was just getting my ass like beat, just like I was getting destroyed. And I'm like, man, like I don't even like this game anymore. <laughs> That's kind of what it yeah, felt my, like. My highest place was 19th. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't do well. I did worse, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I felt just like you. And you texted me on Saturday, and you were like, "Hey, do you feel like it's harder?" I'm like, "Yeah, it felt a lot harder." Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I, I had kind of thought like, "Well, it's a tournament," so I thought maybe you were joining like mini tournaments. I didn't really understand how it worked, but it, but it was just over the span of that entire time. I think it was who had the most wins or who placed the highest, the most. Yeah, and I, uh, I, and so you definitely did have an advantage if you played a lot. Uh-huh. instead of just like on one or the other days so i'm gonna blame that on why i didn't win <laughs> yeah i only played on saturday well i did i did play i played it on i did play it friday night and saturday night but i did like a three four hour stream friday night and actually had a had some people some listeners of the show were on there so thanks to thanks to those of you who were on there and said hello but uh but yeah it was a uh, i i tried really hard and got destroyed i i think yeah the idea of it was like whoever like does the best in that time like whatever they they said like got the most wins but i think if you know they would say like hi how how high you placed or whatever but 999 winners is pretty cool you know that's almost a thousand so but i like cool yeah yeah, i'm cool with that as a as a 
a prize too because it's easy for everyone involved you know for nintendo it's hey this is just like some eShop credit you know they don't have to actually send something to people but likewise it's like those people that are really good at tetris maybe that'll make them play something else on the console that they wouldn't have played otherwise Oh right. yeah! Now that they have nine hundred ninety nine points, now they, they have like, ten bucks. Yeah, now they can buy some. Uh, they can buy some Fortnite shit or something if they're into, you know, if they're into competitive uh, battle royale type stuff. Or save their points that. for the inevitable DLC. I don't think that's it's pretty good. cool though. That I hope that they they keep giving out points and stuff for these tournaments that they do, not just Same in Tetris, here. but whatever else, you know, Splatoon or or something. I think that's a pretty cool little bonus to get. Yeah, I like to I like to win like actual credit for the e-shop like that's cool like i would have loved near to... a tangible reward i mean you yeah, can't hold right. it in your hands but you can you can show, buy you know you have something to show for it you can buy games with it and uh speaking that actually did remind me of that when you're talking about like winning money and turning you to other games actually my frustration with tetris 99 turned me to another game as well i actually went from playing all of Tet- uh, like playing tetris 99 for so long i just like I was getting really annoyed by like fast moving games, so I was like, I need to play like a, I was like I need to play one of these turn based things that I have. So, so I started playing uh, Valkyria Chronicles Four again. So that Tetris brought me to that because I wanted to play something that was like more slow paced because Tetris Ninety Nine was killing me. But no, I I finished all of the squad missions that I had, like the solo squad missions that I had available, and I went to um I got in this really difficult level, and I actually thought about it for a while and like played it a few times, and I went back like. Monday morning after I got off work and like worked through it and it was cool. I was like the game had got me where I'd actually thought about a mission for like a whole day and like planned my strategy and went back and it worked. So it was a cool thing to have, you know, and I think and playing more of that game, I think that I really think that that game is like the best turn-based strategy game there is. Like just the way they do it is like perfect for me. Like I like I like how when you level up, you level up everybody at once, like or everybody you level up a class instead of individual people. I like that you can save every round, no matter you can save at any time. Um, I like that you can rescue your characters after they die. Like there's permadeath, but you get a chance to rescue them and all that. It's just a feeling that Fire Emblem Three Houses has a lot to live up to for me because I, I don't know if they can, if I would like it as much as I like that game. And plus, it looks really pretty. And it's so I've been playing that a lot lately, just to you know help me get over the ridiculousness of Tetris Ninety Nine. And also playing Wargroove reminded me of that game and brought me back to it because, I mean, they're they're different, but you can do stuff that you can do in Wargroove. Like, you can, like, respawn your characters and stuff like that, like, from uh, if you have bases. Like, at the point that I'm at, there isn't a base in the level where, like, if you lose anybody, you can't bring them back. But, but like, where you can rescue them, you can bring them back from the base on the next turn if you have a base. But actually, also, um, I've been playing a Wargroove with... Uh, with Justin, with the friend of the show, um, he actually texted me and asked me to play a game. So he started a he basically started a map, and uh, I you know gave me the number and all that, and I went and looked it up. And he just texted me whenever he's made a turn. We should have done that for our game, Jeremy, because ours disappeared. Because I guess you is that why it disappeared? I think if you wait for too long, it'll just go away. Like if you don't make a turn oh. quick enough. But anyway, yeah, I've just been playing back and forth with him, and it's cool. I think it's was that my fault or your fault. I think I don't think either of us ever told each other whether we made a move or not. It's probably my fault because I because I didn't check it as much because I don't because I don't play it. But now I've just been turning it on every time he says I made a turn and or I try to you know if I'm available to and uh, you know just go do a turn and then play another game and then I'll pop back on and play another. I like I like the multiplayer aspect of that game. I think he's going to totally destroy me because he's like a 
very much into the turn-based stuff as we talked about on that episode, but still it's interesting to see like what he does versus what, you know, what I'm doing. So I've been playing around with that. Uh, also, it's part of our news, but but I played uh there were there I guess we could just talk about it as the news now. They added some new things to the NES, of course, for the for the month like through the Nintendo Switch online. They added uh Star Tropics and Kid Icarus, which we said last week, but they're officially here now. And uh I did for the stream last night or on Tuesday night, I played through all Star Tropics in like 4 hours in one sitting. So that was fun. I just I just blew through the game <laughs> while I was I was online. I mean, I met, I, I've talked a lot about Star Tropics. Like I said, Jeremy and I, we did a whole episode based on Star Tropics. Did you use save states at all, or did you use? Oh yeah, like you would have. Like, no, I use save states like crazy. You okay. have you have to nice. for that game because there's no way I could have got through it in four hours if I wasn't doing that. But no, I, I save stated all over the place just because I wanted to try to do sort of a speed run with save states. Cool. And when I got to the point where you have to dip the water, I couldn't figure out how to fucking do it. So I just wrote it in because I know it. Because it's in my brain, I guess, and I forgot so that I knew. So they did not put a an alternative way to find that number. If they did, I don't know how to do it. Because there's no, I tried like on a pause menu or something. No, there's no. Well, the pause menu is the pause menu in the game. Like well, there's like, no option in there. There are no included manuals. There's in no there. manuals. Yeah, in the oh, there in, okay. in the Wii one, in the Wii one, it was in the manual. Like it had an online manual, and I even like tried leaving and like seeing if I could pull up an online manual or something, but you can't. All it does is give you a little small description of the game so i couldn't figure out how to do that simulated letter drop so you have to go on ebay and buy the old manual and wait for it to come <laughs> yeah right no but thankfully i remembered it because every all, all of their codes are pretty easy to remember like it's called like there's like 1776 and 1492 or like two of the other codes but mm. it was a the code is 747 it's it just came to my mind thankfully while i was streaming and i didn't even have to look it up i was like i think it's this and i put it in and it worked i'm like okay well I don't get to fake the experience of dipping the note in the water, but whatever. I was able to co- progress, thankfully, and I didn't have to stop and look anything up, which made me happy because I didn't. It's always cool when you can just like sit down and play through an old game that you've played a bunch of times and you don't get stuck. You just. And I did get stuck a couple times, but I didn't look online or anything. I just kind of fucked around until I figured it out. Because there's like. What is it? In the. I think in the. When you get to the cemetery level, when you're like in the cemetery with all the ghosts and all that. There's a lot of like puzzly stuff that you have to do within the dungeons for that. And some of it's kind of hard to figure out. So, so yeah. But yeah, no, that I've encouraged people to play that game if they haven't played it. It's a lot of fun. It's basically the, you know, it's kind of a successor to Zelda. It feels a little bit like Dragon Quest 1 at times, like, cause there's some levels have mazes and stuff. Actually, the, the final area that you're at when you're on the top-down mode, because it alternates between, like, a top-down mode with a small character and, like, the fighting areas where Mike is bigger. The stuff where the character's smaller kind of reminds me of Dragon Quest. But, like, towards the end, there's something that sort of reminded me of the, uh, of, like, the the maze at the end of Dragon Quest 1. It's not as complicated as that as that maze, but it reminded me of it. But yeah, no, I've never actually played through it, the whole thing. I mean, I've, I've tried it here and there. I, yeah. I, tried, I tried it back in the day, like, mm-hmm. at my friend's house. Tried it on the NES Classic, but I gotta sit down with it and on the surface, it strikes me as, in a way, obviously Zelda, but it's like Zelda a little bit meets Earthbound in that it's a contemporary yeah. setting. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Would you say that's an accurate comparison? Well, I mean, Star Tropics, I mean, we talked about this in our Star Tropics episode, but it's an interesting game because it was made, it's a Japanese-made game that was made for America. But mm-hmm. it didn't release in Japan. That's why it's not on the Japanese, on the Famicom version of uh, yep. 
of online because it was not released there because it was made entirely just for America. So, so there's like, like I said, like the codes are like 1492, like in 1776 and like all these different things. And they talk about cola a lot in the game. <laughs> there's a lot do, of, uh, and there's hamburgers and yeah. I mean, I didn't notice any burger stuff, but they do like, you know, there's the bananas. He sticks the bananas in his ears, which is like <laughs> hilarious and just out of the blue at the end there. And and there's even like a there's like a sprite of him after you beat the game sticking bananas and there's bananas a pig in his ears. There's a pig butthole also, which also a few things playing it through another time. I for, I didn't realize that they cook they kill that pig at the end of the game. Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> I didn't rea- I didn't really realize that, but no, when you beat the game, after you beat the game, you go back to that very first island you were at and you get to talk to everybody. And now they're, you know, now there's different dialogue because you just beat the game, which I always think is cool, where you get to go back to the beginning and now people tell you different stuff or whatever. And the pig is gone. And I talked to the lady by the pig and she's basically, she's feeding, she's going to feed you the pig. Like there's, she says that it's going to be served at your celebratory dinner. So that pig gets killed, basically. <laughs> the one that oinks at you and puts it ass, his ass in your face in the beginning of the game. Uh gets killed and is cooked for you at the end of the game. So that's that's something I didn't notice. Also spoiler alert, you're talking it, to your dinner at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. But they every time you go to a place they'll say something cola, he'll be like, Hey, are you from Americola? And I'm gonna say spoilers about this game just because it's like a fucking thirty year old game. But the game like totally takes a hard pivot and all of a sudden you end up in space in the end of the game on an on a UFO, which is awesome. And it became, all of a sudden, the gameplay is completely different than it ever did before that. But um, when you come back, one of the guys says, "Like, were you in space, Cola?" Like one of the guys at the, at the in in the um, island. So they'll always say something, Cola. I don't know why, but it's in there. And and in the description of the game, like saying like what you did, it says that you creamed Zoda, which I didn't notice either. Like you, you know, you beat him, you creamed him. And it's again creamed, creamed soda, cream soda. Like I never wow. caught that before, and I actually, I actually laughed at it out loud. I was like, "What? That's hilarious!" So that's why that was my middle name. But no, I think that game still has incredible charm. Uh, it's, I mean, the localization is great on it. I don't know if they really necessarily even had like localization groups back in the '80s or whenever it came out. But yeah, and it's the sprite work looks amazing on it. Like it has, uh, I mean, I feel like it plays really well still. I mean, it's. You know, it's as it has some unfairness in it, like most NES games do, where like there's some stuff where you know where like you die enough times and then you get a game over and you have to start back at the beginning of the level and stuff like that. I use save states, so it made it a lot easier. But but I encourage, yeah, I encourage you to play it, John. I think it's very charming and written well and and funny. I think it's funny, and I think there's a lot of cool like uh, puzzles and stuff to do in it. Plus, you uh, there's a Ron Mahaffa moment. You get turned into a girl like halfway through the game. So you know that oh, really? ha- that happens too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not from getting doused with water or anything like that, but your character does turn into a girl. Well, you have to. There's a part where you have to get into this uh, Amazon castle, and only women are allowed. So you have to go find this crystal ball for this witch, and the witch will turn you into a woman briefly, so you can get in there. You go from Mike Michael to Michelle, which I thought was funny. And there's very cool, like um, there, there's like eight bit pictures of all the events that you see after you beat the game. So there's like a picture of of you. As when when Mike's a girl in there, so it's it's cool. It's it's a fun game. It was a, one of those games that Nintendo Power totally sold it to me. Like it was one of those things. Like I read Nintendo Power and I thought it was really cool. And I rented yeah, it. I remember there yeah. being a big push for it back yeah. in the day. 
and I rented it, like, and I game? yeah, and I thought it was, and I thought it was really neat. I thought it looked really nice for the game. I feel like it looks great for an NES game. Like I still think the graphics are really good. And uh, and then I ended up getting it for Christmas or birthday or something, thankfully, because then I had the this letter that you have to dip in there, you know. So I was able to fully experience that that part of the game. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. I was I felt like I, I was like I'll just I'm gonna play it and see if I can get through it. And and I just yeah I got I got far enough where I'm like I think I think I can do this. So. Yeah, if you, if you if anybody wants to see it, you can find it. It's on our it's on our YouTube channel. I I put it up there if you want to watch my playthrough. But if you have the Switch and you have Switch Online, I encourage everyone to play that game because I think it's a lot of fun. I like it more than the NES Legend of Zelda just because I didn't play that one very much and I don't know where everything is. But I played the shit out of Star Tropics, and it also has a uh, it has like the thing where you can replay whatever chapter you want, like after you beat the chapter, like you can start in any part of the game. If you want to, that I felt like that was one of the first games to do that as well, you know, where you can do like a review mode and you can be like, oh, I want to play chapter two again. You'll just go straight to chapter two and all the chapters kind of like, I mean, it's one story that goes together, but they don't really like have to do with each other that much. You know, you don't carry over items from one chapter to another. So you could totally do that. You can just like pop in and do one. And I actually remember doing that when I first got the game. I had a friend that was better at the game than I was and he beat it you know, way before I did, but I would use his file and go back to go back to other, to other like chapters that I couldn't get to in practice and stuff like that. So, and I remember practicing fighting Zoda at the end of the game a bunch of times. So I have that part pretty well known, you know, cause I would just go through and just go straight to Zoda and see if I could beat him, even though I hadn't beat the levels before that. So, but yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great game. I think it would be really fun if Nintendo did that where, um, cause you know, right now, we could play that game together, but you would be hosting it through your console or vice versa. So when you were offline, I couldn't play the same file. You yeah. Know, we couldn't really pass it off as though we were sharing the cartridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not to mention that you get a little bit of that lag. That lag's not always there, but mm. you can definitely notice it in more fast-moving parts. And um, yeah. it'd be kind of nice if when you switched off players, it switched to your you know, your local copy of the mm. game. And then the other person got the video feed of yours. So even if there was lag, it wouldn't matter because yeah. they weren't controlling it. Sure. Yeah, I didn't even think about the lag. Like, yeah, if we were doing that, like, two-player handoff the controller. We I learned could, that with Zelda 2 pretty yeah. quick. That I feel like it would have. Well, we hoped it would. I think there's some parts I couldn't have got through with lag. Because some of that, some of those bosses get really, really, really tough. And I kind of, especially when you get to the spaceship area. And I was kind of just like. I was just doing the load, you know, the save load, which actually works really, really well on the controller. You know, you just hit, I don't know if you guys noticed that or not, but whenever you save and if you hit the L and R and go to load, it'll automatically go to the one that you just saved. So you can just like do it really quickly. Like once you get good at it, you know, mm-hmm. so that's what I was doing for that, you know, just being like, and I've, and I've been using the, the Wii classic controller because that's like my favorite controller. Now it's basically where Jeremy was when he rebuilt the super Nintendo controller. That's basically how I feel about my about my Wii Classic controller and my G Bro adapter. I basically use it for every single game that I play ever on the Switch because it's become my number one controller, my number one favorite. I actually ran out of batteries on it; it, it went completely dead, and I had to change the batteries, which is still the thing that oh, I hate. It took like two weeks, I think, since I got it. I mean, I've been using it for everything. Since I got it, I have not been. My pro controller is a sad controller. I only used it when it when it ran out of batteries, and I didn't want to go get new batteries. I used the pro controller for a second for for uh, Valkyria Chronicles, but 
But yeah, I just I've just been using it for everything because I like it. I like it a lot. It's a great controller. I mean, I guess you can't use the clicks, you know, like I said before. But I don't know what games use that. Like Fortnite, I don't know. I don't play that game, <laughs> so it doesn't really doesn't really bother me. But yeah, that's what I've been playing for the week. What do you guys got? Well, I was gonna say uh, just as an aside, since we were talking about um, Star Tropics, I was trying to figure out how many times I own that game because that's one of those games that. Oh, I've never yeah. beaten, but I own a shit ton of copies of it. I have two co- two physical copies of it. Mm. Then I have it on my Wii U. Then I have it because I got it on the Wii U when uh, when we did the original episode the, yeah. about it. Then I have it on two of my. I have two NES classics, so it's on both of that. Mm-hmm. And then I have it on the Switch, so I have it six times. Yeah, that's about. Well, I, I don't have two physical copies of it, but I but I have Star Tropics two physical, so. Nice. I think that's I pretty cool because I well I think I maybe I mentioned it way back when but I bought that that was a bargain bin Toys R Us game that I got when I was a teenager you know before I knew the value of Nintendo games or rarity or whatever you know because it came out towards the very very end of the of the NES so what was it ninety three or something ninety four something like that yeah the Super Nintendo was already out and I remember it coming out and I wanted to play it because I really like Star Tropics one. And uh, I just waited until it was under ten dollars, and I bought it and played it on my on my NES. And it's it's like so it's not great. <laughs> so I love Star Tropics one so much, but two, I just mm, it's just does it doesn't have the charm. I mean, you like you go you go time traveling, you like go back in time and through all these different places. I tried to beat that one, but man, some of the bosses later in that are just like ridiculously dumb. It's just too hard to do, and they kind of changed the way that. Mike moves to where it's less precise now, I guess. It's like, you know, in the other one, you like, you you move in a square, like square to square when you're jumping. But this one, you can kind of move around inside of the square, so it feels like less precise. It's kind of harder to explain it unless you played both of them, but I don't know. That second one kind of like annoys me, but. Did that, did Zotus, did we, we talked about that too, right? When we did that yeah, we episode. did both, we did both of them, yeah. When we did our so Star Trek got, episode. So that was also on the Wii U as a download. Yeah, so you probably bought that one as well. I probably do have it. I yeah. just haven't looked at my NES games on my Wii U in a while. Yeah, but I have the same. I did the same thing as you. Like, I bought it. Well, I didn't buy it physically. I got it as a present. You know, as a kid, I bought it. I bought it on Wii. I bought. I'd like upgraded it to Wii U, and it got the Wii U. Um, I bought. It's on the NES Classic. I bought it. I bought the NES Classic, of course, and then Switch. You know, so. So yeah, I like that game and play it a bunch. Actually, I think I know I beat it right when I got it on the Wii, you know, because then you could sort of save state and it was a little bit easier than doing it on the on the cartridge. But I did beat I did beat it on the original cartridge when I was a kid. So it took me a while. It was a lot longer than my than my friend Daniel that was a lot better at everything else than me at the time. But <laughs> but yeah. Well, I can pop. I can probably pop pretty quick through what I got. Um couple of things overlap with what you said so i played tetris 99 as well um didn't do that well i think i already said i got 19 was the best spot i got two 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 ko's i might have gotten more ko's on a different round but um that was just the best i did overall um i did want to mention really quick while i'm on the topic of tetris um, i've been seeing this meme on like facebook and i think i might have seen it on twitter as well and um it's this thing where people are like oh my god according to the original nes manual all the tetris blocks have names and so I was looking at this thing, and I'm like, "All right, well, that lo- that does look like an original NES manual, the uh, the aspect ratio of it and stuff." And so the name of all the bricks are, you know, is silly stuff like Orange Ricky, Blue Ricky, uh. 
uh, Smash Boy, Tiwi. Like, I don't know. It seems really silly, but also seems like maybe back in the 80s, something like this would have happened. You know, it's somewhat believable. So I didn't I didn't give it too much thought. But then I remembered I have the actual manual to Tetris on the NES. So I grabbed that tonight, not long before we, re- we recorded. And I looked and it showed page 12 on the manual for where all the names were. I turned to page 12 and it's not the same page, but page 11 is exactly the same in the in the fake copy so anyway i posted it on the slack for trey and john if, any, if anybody listening wants to see my comparison possibly i'll post it on our um, social media or something at one point but that was kind of a fun little mystery to solve on my own with a physical thing i own myself so unless there's some earlier or later version of that manual that had blue ricky in it i was gonna say do you, do you think do you think maybe it was the game boy manual or was it or did they say it was the specifically that it was the NES manual? Well, it's just the fact that the images are exactly the same on the on page 11 on both the fake image and my real manual. That okay. was what makes me think that it's the same manual because I don't I haven't looked at the Game Boy manual. Maybe it is the same exact manual. So I was going to say I have knows. I have the Game Boy manual like if I can find it here I could let you know. <laughs> but it's really, I don't know, it's not that big of a deal, but it was kind of fun to, d- to, to like, Snopes a meme on my own with my own shit that I have. Oh, for sure, yeah. So that's, so that's what I did. Um, so anyway, get, get, like, it's not that important. Uh, let's move on. Um, I've also have been playing so Groove a little bit, and I was going to say, why the hell did our game get deleted? But that's already been answered for me. Um, I didn't play it much other, other than try out that level a couple more times and still lose on it, so I'm still stuck on the same level. Um, I actually beat a game this week, so that's what exciting. That? I beat New Super Mario Brothers U. Deluxe. Hey, all right. You made it. So I I beat it. I beat Bowser. I saw the credits. It even mentions Awada in the credits. He was the Aww. executive producer or whatever, so it was kind of sad seeing his name in there and being like, man, bittersweet, I guess, is a better word because you know I was happy to have won the, the game, but knowing it was a remake, he actually worked on this or, you know, did some sort of production oversight on it at some point in time. So his handprint is still on this game. Kind of gave me a warm, fuzzy, sad feeling. Yeah. But I beat it. So now I'm at the point where I can uh, do the Star Road or whatever they call it. Yeah. Now you can get back to or go to, you know, pretty much focus on collecting the coins and all that. But I collected all the coins in the first world and it tells me that I didn't. So that makes me think there must be a hidden level or something I don't know about. I, I'm pretty sure there's bonus levels in, in, yeah. all, in all of the levels. Because I have every level I have open, I have all the coins, so it won't let you play. Each level in the Star Road corresponds to you know an overworld like chunk of levels, and you have to have all the coins in each of those in order to unlock the the bonus levels. So I have yeah, no, no pretty, bonus levels unlocked. If I remember correctly, it's quite a it's quite a task to get. That's probably why I didn't do that much of it because it was like, oh wow, I got to get a lot of stuff. It's not like I you will can... tell you that last level was hard, and then Bowser was a pretty fun boss. Like I thought, it was a pretty cool way that you beat him, and you get to use the uh, spoiler alert, but you get to use the clown car, which made me happy. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was cool. Like at the very end, they like throw the cl- clown car at you, which brought me back to Mario Maker yet again. Yeah, like the, like the music did back when I first started playing it. Good old Mario Maker. So that must have been. Uh more special on the Wii U then because that was before you got to use it in yeah. Mario Maker. Exactly. Uh, Super, Mario. Super Mario Deluxe? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know when I'm going to ha- hop back into it like in any kind of a serious capacity, but I do feel good about beating it finally. You know, That's another Mario game I can 
strike on my belch not belt notch. How do you say that? Another notch on my belt as far as two D Mario games go. That's I, a better way to say that. I was gonna say like your lipstick case. That's, that's the only one I know from uh, from uh, what was it? Uh, Pat Benatar that hit me with your best shot. Isn't that her? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one I know. But yeah, no. So I, I was gonna ask you now that you've beaten Super Mario U, how where would you place it in the uh, new Super Mario's? Like which one? Compared to the uh, two DS ones and the and the Wii one, I say it's the I newest. St- <laughs> How new is it? I stand, no, what's your I stand by the DS one as being my favorite one because mm. that was the first one I played. That's the one I played the most. Uh, yeah. I played a lot of the Wii one, but didn't get super into it. I played quite a bit of the of Super Mario New Super Mario Two on the D, uh, the 3DS, mm. but that game for me never like really felt that all that special. Yeah, I mean it was fun, but. I don't know. I just didn't like, like with the original one, just was so nostalgic because it was the first two D Mario game in so long. Yeah, right. You thought that there wasn't going to be any more at that point, Mm -hmm. right? So So it was like holy shit, and it made so much sense to be on a portable, and so everything about it was great. So I, I still put that number one, but I think that this one is maybe the second best one. Mm. I mean, well, not not counting Mario Maker, of course, like not. Like, put the nostalgia to the side. Like, which one do you think is actually good? Is actually the best one? Because I would, I would put the, the original DS one probably in last or second to last. I don't think it's very good, like, compared to the other ones. Just because it's really... I mean, it's cool that they did a new one, you know? But I don't really have... I think it's kind of bland. I think it's bl- better I think it's, than I, this one. I think it's kind of bland. Like the, I think it's better than this one. Like, the levels are super bland. And I, I think that the Wii and the Wii U one are the best ones, like the console ones, in my opinion. It's also true that this, like, the, for that for me, that's a double nostalgia because I loved it originally for the nostalgia factor. And now I love it because it's nostalgic as being the new, the first new Super Mario Brothers game I played. So that double layer of nostalgia might be a really hard thing to defeat or to maybe if nothing else it's hard to look past but but looking deep into it i still think i put more i was compelled to spend more time with that game as opposed to this one but you don't think i I was still playing it two or three years later and it had more of a draw for me than this one yeah the 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 one on the wii u or on the switch does But it, but you don't think it's like like as an actual like it's whether it's good or not i mean you think it's better because you like it this one's number two yeah, well, it's because That's you it's because you stuff. like it because you played it before, but as an actual uh, game, I think that it's better. I I just we'll have to agree to disagree. It's okay if we disagree, but that's that's my pantheon of the yeah. new Super Mario Brothers games. Yeah. I mean, that number one made one first one, yeah. number two, this one, I mean, number three, yeah. New Super Mario Brothers two, number four, the Weeb one. Oh, ouch! I would put. I would either put New Super Mario Brothers two or the DS one in the in the last spot because I really don't. Yeah, I don't think the DS one's all that good, but that's my that's my opinion on it. And I played also it a long time ago too. Also, not a big fan of the multiplayer. I understand like that people like love that, but oh. to me, it just never felt right to have simultaneous two yeah. D Mario. Yeah, I didn't play the multi- I didn't play the multiplayer either on those. They just seemed I don't know. They seemed like more fleshed out, or they seemed like the worlds made more sense. Like that DS one seemed like it was just kind of thrown together, and I didn't really feel like. I mean, the coolest thing was when Bowser's skin melted off. That was like probably my favorite thing in the whole thing. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I've only I've only played the DS one, the first one, and the Wii one, and that's too long ago to me for me to remember which one I prefer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did like them both a lot, and 
I didn't like about the the Wii U that they had four characters, or not not the Wii U, the, the original Wii One. They had four characters, but then they wasted two of them with blue and yellow Toad. Yeah, I still can't get over that. Well, they still kind of did that for the Wii U one too. I think originally before Toadette, like it was, uh, I think it was just two Toads. I think I also really liked the DS one because. You know, kind of piggybacking off the all the Mario games on the Game Boy Advance having the original Mario Brothers versus game in it. Like uh, this had the same mini games in it that the sixty four the sixty four remake had. So all those touch screen games were thrown oh, right. in with with it. So yeah. that was I played, that was a cool I played thing. several hours of those games too. So I think those gave it an added value that you don't have in the sure the one this game. I'll, I'll give I'll give it that because those games were fun. So it felt more like a toy box in that regard, like yeah. a, a WarioWare Twisted or something like that, where yeah. it's the kind of game that compels you to go back to it for more than just the main uh, quests or whatever. Yeah, I forgot I forgot about that stuff because I mostly just played that on the Super Mario sixty four DS. But those games, never those games were really cool. Sixty four DS one. Yeah, those games were a lot of fun to play though. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so you have a uh, what else do you got? Well, uh, I didn't know if I guess since we're already including stuff in the news uh baba is you so that game came out today that's what my uh name was earlier i said jeremy is baba is and Bukowski. yeah <laughs> made it more complicated so the game is uh fun i really like it and so it kind of also as a segue from what you were saying earlier like playing the fran- frenetic pace of tetris 99 you wanted something to kind of like something more chill yeah lay back Baba is you is totally that is the uh, ultimate laid back. Yeah, it's a super laid it. back. And I haven't run into a level yet that has any sort of a time constraint. Maybe they bring that in later. But uh, you really like and the music isn't the music's very laid back and really fun and like super NES sounding. Mm. A lot of oscillators and stuff. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but the music is wonderful. Um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, the Adventures of Lolo. It's got that same sort of okay. top-down view, and you're pushing things around, and you're pushing things into other things to like affect the environment. But at the same time, it's kind of like Scribble Knots because I'm thinking, of especially like Scribble Knots, the second one where you could do the, uh, the modifiers. Mm. It's like that in the sense that you've got these words laying around. Those are your puzzle pieces, or these words that you can push around like blocks. And they've got like basically, you know, a word, you know, the noun of whatever the object is that's laying around the world, and then is or pretty much just is. Right, so far as all I've ran into is, and then you can put something with it, and then there's also the and modifier if you want to give it two traits uh. in one line. But you can also do it like a Scrabble piece where it's like, you know, ba- Baba is you. So it's kind of hard to explain, but once you play it, you'll you get it. So. As long as it says too, huh? as long as it says Baba is you, your character can move. But if you move is or you or Baba out of that line, you have to you have to cancel one of your moves because you can't move anymore because it's no longer you're no longer the character. Oh, <laughs> so you so there's just nothing to, to do on the screen. So you have to you can always back up and move. So you can back up as many moves as you want. It's another thing that's fun about this game. Like you can go back as many steps as you want. Oh yeah, like a rewind, like back a rewind to the button. Beginning. Yeah, and you can very quickly restart the level if you know you feel like you've backed yourself into a corner, which literally happens if you push a block into a corner. You can't pull any blocks, so they're stuck. Oh okay. I had but, no idea what the game was, but then you said low, low, and then you mentioned about like word games and 
stuff like that. Like both of those are up my alley. Yeah. It's very so, much, no, you know, and, and I'm not, it sounds very quirky, really into, but cool. I'm not really in a computer program or any, or anything, but I've read enough to know about like, it's all a sequence of yeses and nos pretty much is how binary mm-hmm. works. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like that. Everything in the, in the world has everything in the, on the map is affected by certain command script or whatever. And so you can change. There's several ways to beat some of the levels, but like one of the, one of my favorite levels was, you know, I said wall or Baba is wall. My character is wall. And I could literally move the entire level that was made out of walls. I became the character and then I moved the wall to touch the end goal. And then I won. Um, Or you can say Baba is win and you just win. (laughs) <laughs> because win if you could push the word win over to you, then you have won because you represent winning. Wow. So you can change you can change how the level is beaten by how you push the level around too. So like I could literally change, you know, normally it's the flag that is win, but I could change it to where uh rock is win. And then I could change Baba to be a piece of stone or, or, or a piece of the wall. And I beat the level by walking as a piece of wall and touching the rock. Uh. Because yeah. that's the stipulation I set up for the level, so yeah. it's really fun. Um, I've just gotten, I just like completed the second string of levels, and um, there's this new thing they added where if you put something equals itself, then that prevents you from modifying it. So if you like put key is key, then you can't change key is wall because yeah. it already is established that key is key. So key can't turn into something else. Okay. Because of that, so that's another thing that I kind of ran into. They introduce new commands as you go, mm-hmm. and then um, also like there'll be certain like inaccessible portions of some levels where they've established rules, and you just can't change the rule. Like it'll say wall is stop, and that'll be surrounded by wall, so you can't make the wall like transparent to walk through it because it's surrounded by itself. So it's a really it's a great game, and I am having a lot of fun with it. Fifteen bucks, so yeah, it's it's, that magic price point that yeah, I always get indie games um it's already getting some pretty good reviews and it's super relaxing it's not you know i I didn't feel bad like quitting (laughs) it i didn't quit out of like frustration you know i was a little frustrated i couldn't beat the level but according to like a couple of the reviews i've read like it's one of those games where you like will think about it when you're not playing it and Mm -hmm. then you'll go back to it later and be like have like a fresh perspective on the level where you didn't think about like, cause sometimes you'll just be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And then that's when like that, for instance, that level where I turned into the actual whole series of walls in the level. Yeah. And like, I was like, I didn't even think I could turn into the whole level, but I did. So the possibilities are pretty awesome. Like, I don't know where the game's going to take me, but it's already impressing me a lot. And it, the visuals are super, 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 super remedial. Yeah, no, I, I see. I saw that of it, but I mean, I think that works for. It for looks what it like is. number munchers. Like yeah. if you've ever played that on like Apple IIe, it looks like an Apple IIe game. <laughs> yeah, no, but it looks very, so very, fun. yeah, very basic. But it sounds. But like- I give it. I definitely so far. I, I could definitely give this game a recommendation. Fifteen uh-huh. bucks. It may go on sale eventually if you're not completely sure about it. You know, let's not put that out of mind. But um, this is one of those games that was basically made by one person or maybe uh-huh. a small team. Yeah. I think they knocked it out of the park, and it's a very refreshing take on on that uh, top-down sort of action puzzle, whatever you would call this genre, like Lolo. Yeah, not for a while on other platforms. It's on it was, uh, uh, it was Switch f- and uh, I think PC. I want to say I think no, I don't think it's been out for other platforms, but I think there was a free demo that you could play on PC. 
Isn't that correct? Well, um, I think, but I think today when it was officially released for those two yeah. things. But it wasn't so out So I think for, that's all yeah. it's out for. But yeah, I don't think it was previously out on anything else. Yeah. I just felt like I've been hearing about it for a while. But, I, I mean, I've heard yeah. people talk about it. And it was in it was in one of the directs. Like I think it was in in, in an mm. indie direct. Oh, maybe that was it. Like a long time ago, I think they mentioned it. It was confusing on that, but it sounds like a lot of like interesting, like I don't know, like brain puzzle wordplay stuff. Like yeah, sounds fun. You know, I definitely recommend it. You know, don't watch gameplay of it because it's spoilers. Because some of those solutions are so yeah are so like um, um, novel that you're gonna remember them and then you know yeah, that's right. gonna ruin the level for you. So mm-hmm. it does. It's got those aha moments that are are great in puzzle games. Yeah. And so I'm having a good time with it. It feels. Like something in the lines of like um, a pick uh, a picked across or you know a game like that where or like a latent game even where you just like take your time with it and just mess around with it. If you fuck up, you just start the level over, or you can go or you can back, go back as many steps yeah. as you need. And or you know, and the way the the levels work, there's like an uh, there's like an overworld map, so you'll have multiple choices of different levels to go to, and then there's secret levels and all this other stuff too. So you you have like options at all points. Like I haven't truly gotten stuck yet because I have other levels I can play. Oh yeah, it's not just like one level you can go to. Mm-hmm. You can, there's like branching paths and stuff. Yeah, would you you give that the the pick of the week? Right, that's probably that's what for I me. Thought was yeah, the, absolutely. I recommend yeah. it. Yeah, that's um, what I thought was pick of the if week. If you like puzzle games, get yeah. this game. From what I was seeing from what oh, came right. out, it looked it seemed like the most interesting. Definitely. And Turok is next week, so it can't compete with that. <laughs> so yeah, other than that, uh, the, I've been playing another game, but I don't think I actually want to mention the title because we're going to be talking about it at our live episode. Okay. But uh, but I wanted to get a better idea of how this game works, so I've actually been playing it, and I don't know. I've mentioned it a lot in passing, but I kind of wanted it to be a surprise uh-huh. what the game is. But just know I'm already playing it. Yeah. Well, if you if you guys are listening to this when it posts, our live episode will be tomorrow, right. uh, March sixteenth, Saturday, starting at six o'clock. Ten dollars, ten dollar ticket episode, or ticket price at the Beat Kitchen. You know, come and say hello. I think that we might actually have some people there. I don't know from what I've heard, unless all my friends are lying to me and they're not actually going to come. But I know that I, I know that Jess will be there, so we'll have we'll have her there. But uh, there were a couple other people that said they were going to go, so it'd be cool to kind of have a Nintendo main presence there, or people that actually yeah, know our show and all that. Yeah, no, Janet said she'd go, and uh, Fuchsia did too. Conan said he was going to go. Even uh, Ryan said he'd go from uh, Final Choice because I just because I just watched that movie yesterday. We had a short, a small premiere in Chicago. But uh, oh wow, but yeah, cool. yeah. My last thing I wanted to mention just super briefly was that uh, I mentioned uh, commissioning an eight bit tune last week. Still don't have it, but the guy has been co- has been corresponding with me on uh, Fiverr. Really, just seeming like. There, he really just wants to make the exact song I want. Nice. So I, I, I had sent so. him like a, I had sent him a theme. Actually, I sent him a theme to Retronauts, just being like, you know, this is kind of an idea of like a theme. Like I don't want him to to copy it, but like I wanted to sort of like give an idea of what the inspir- instrumentation I wanted was, the, mm-hmm. those kind of samples. And he promptly emailed me back and was like, Yeah, the one you sent me has more than four instruments and a, a lot of layers. I'm like, Oh wait, you're right. Like I just don't know that much about music so we'll see how it's going to be a very basic nes sounding melody mm. for sure and uh i told him i want it to be the same tempo as the zelda the original nes zelda game over music which is like the fairy fountain theme but the that particular super simplified version of it in that tempo mm-hmm. that's probably kind of what sort of the kind of song i'm expecting to receive so mm-hmm. that's my update uh i'll have it by next week 
because it's due by the six, it, two days. I should have it within the next two days. Oh, nice. Cool. When you when you talked about getting a theme last week, um, there was some stuff that I actually ended up getting also not game related, but but I did buy the soundtrack to uh, to Toe Jam and Earl back in the did groove, you? and I bought the soundtrack to Delta Rune. So I did I did get those last week as far you as bought the uh, soundtrack without buying the game. I did, yeah. Well, the soundtrack was cheaper. It was like four. Ah. It was four dollars. So. <laughs> yeah, cheaper. I recommend it. it's a cool soundtrack. No, I got it. I got it just for the to use for the show. But also, I like supporting music, and I like having more video game music on my on my computer. Actually, a lot of times the stuff that we use for our listeners at home, the stuff, the the intro and outro songs that we use most of the time, I purchase if it's available too. So, like, I bought the soundtrack to the Messenger, and and like even like um, that weird cooking game, like. Uh, I bought that one also, like the one that the Cartoon Network one that, that Jeremy liked. I bought it the soundtrack. Battleship that. Brigade. Yeah, Battleship Brigade. Oh. So there's a lot of uh, different soundtracks that I've gotten uh, over as as and uh, and you know I like to push the video game DJ thing. So it's I like to keep up to date with whatever's happening. And plus, like I've been kind of building, I've been building a Switch greatest hits playlist just for i play games events and stuff like that just to put on like you know when i need to just to have after whatever my main playlist is you know it's a secondary playlist so i've been building that with uh, new switch releases and stuff like that and and it's yeah it's good to support the artists especially if they're small artists like doing uh doing stuff like that so that's my long spiel about video game soundtracks but yeah but no they were they were cool. cheap they were both like they were both like five dollars or like 4.99 or something like that it wasn't it was one of those like band camp like give whatever you want like type of things so it's like well, it didn't break the bank at all and i don't i don't mind doing that for composers especially if like the only music that i really listen to nowadays so it's a uh, it's good to good to support it how about you john uh what'd you get this week well i got i'll start with what, what i've been playing i've been playing Toe Jam and Earl some more, and I, I still really like that game. I think it's yeah. well worth buying. It's, um, you can kind of just like lay back and zone out, sort of like you were saying with Baba is you. Just a very chill experience. You know, I got pretty far in, into it. I got to level 21, and, and I died, and that was game over, which was kind of a refreshing, uh, throwback to the 16 bit days when you die and you're out of life, that's it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, what I especially like about that game too is that with the, the random levels, you know, you can just keep playing. It'll never get old. Mm. Yeah. So I imagine it's going to be one that I, I go back to a lot. Like, oh, you know, I'll play some Toe Jam and Roll for a little bit. So uh, yeah, I like the game. And the other thing that I got is I got the Steel Series Arctis 7. I talked about it last week. I'd ordered it. It's mm. arrived as the, the gaming headset. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it. I've been, uh, like, I've not had I've not had a real pair of headphones like in a in a long time. Uh, I've just been using the ear pods and all that stuff. So uh, to have something with a little bass to it is, is pretty nice, especially with uh, you know using it on the switch and it's wireless and everything, so I can lay back and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's a good headset. I've been testing it out with the uh, podcast. Yeah, maybe you heard it at the beginning. <laughs> if you heard the so humming, that was from that. From, earlier. <laughs> we got we got a few kinks to work out with it, but yep. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it looks looks comfortable from from what I saw. For those of you at home that can't see anything, which we don't post video stuff, but we might maybe we'll post post a excerpt of it with John's headphones on. But yeah, I know you you like using them. Are you able to use them with the Switch too? Well, of course they have headphone plugs. Have you been using them with the Switch to play? Yeah, I've been using them with the Switch, and and they are wireless. It's not a not Bluetooth, which is the only only downside so far. But uh, it has a little wireless base. You just plug it into the Switch, and then you can 
walk around with it wherever we want. Oh, that's cool though. I mean, it, then mm-hmm. you don't need to get like a Bluetooth adapter or something for the Switch. You know, you're, it's already ready to go wireless. It's a good thing yep. to have. Is that, is that it then? Is that all you've been playing? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. Well, let's, uh, why don't we take a break and then we'll talk about some new stuff and all that. Sounds that's good cool. to me. All right. Well, we'll sure. be right back. Here is our news this week again. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to talk about actually because a lot of shit happened since since last time we we spoke as as most of this happens, you know. As things as things happen in the world of Nintendo Switch. Let's see. Uh first off, as far as events go, like coming off of the uh Tetris 99 thing that we were talking about earlier, uh, Splatoon 2 is having another Splatfest this week and it's uh Knights versus Wizards. Okay. As a medieval style thing, you what can only you? use melee weapons too. I think. Yeah. <laughs> can can you as knights? Yeah, that'd be weird. Um, what's what's your vote on this, Jeremy? Who 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 do you fight for? I'd probably have to say wizards just because they're cooler. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm, I'm wizards too. I think wizards are cool. I mean, I mean knights no are way. knights are strong, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being given a, a fantastical like, choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking that. Yeah, I'm I'm on team wizards, so that'll be fun. That'll be the stream for Friday night for me. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, you can tune in to Switch and watch me not play that well. But yeah, I'll, I'll I think Wizards, Wizards are going to handily beat Knights, I think. Yeah. Do you think anybody's like, I want to be a Knight. I'm into armor and whatever. The <laughs> Wizard could just like wave the wand and like all the armor and the swords are gone. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that all the Knights look like that weird Knight from uh, Final Fantasy IX. Like they should make, that, then they'll def- then definitely, oh, Steiner. then definitely nobody will vote for Knights. For team nights, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, um, well, yeah, we'll we'll play around with that. Uh, maybe we'll have time to do it on Saturday. Well, actually, it's supposed to end while we're doing a live show, so probably not. But but yeah, Friday night, I'll be doing that. What else do we got? I found this interesting off of a uh, off of Twitter. Um, Nintendo Life posted, and some other people did. But through uh, Australian rating boards, it suggests that there's a Castlevania Anniversary Collection coming to Switch. Oh right. How do you feel about that, Jeremy? I mean, I know that you are. Uh, I mean, I'm a fan of Castlevania too. But do you think? Uh, That'd be cool. I don't know what that means. Like yeah, what Castlevania is, games? Yeah, what does that mean? Does that mean? Uh, does that mean Simon's Quest and all that? Because I don't really care that much. Yeah. Not that I don't like those games, but I already have them. But if there's going to be some sort of like, well, you know what? I have all the other ones too. So you know what? I don't care. I mean, it'd be <laughs> nice to have them on Switch, but. I'm kind of indifferent. Well, we don't have so there's there's been no there's been a no show of Castlevania on the NES service yet, you know, for the Nintendo yeah. online service. So maybe they're going to do a separate uh 6 8 bit one, but I would prefer that that they do like a Game Boy collection or like a DS collection or something like that. Yeah. That would be more what I'm yeah. into. Or even like yeah. or even if they did like, you know, I don't know, Super Castlevania 4 and like Dracula X or something like that. That would be cool. Even though it'd be better if you could get Rondo of Blood and 
It'd be really nice to have Symphony of, Symphony of the Night on there, of course, you know. Oh, yeah. And speaking of, I, I guess I forgot to mention that earlier, but having Star Tropics on the go is crazy. It's the first time you've been able to do that. So I don't think it got released as a, yeah, it didn't get released as an NES thing for Game Boy Advance. So that's just a cool one. I just never, never played that portably. So here you go. Aside from like playing it on the pad Wii U, but that doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, that, that seems like a shot in the, you know, fish in the barrel there thing for uh, Konami. If they want to make money, that would be an easy way for them to do it. I mean, they could just continue to make pachinko machines, though. <laughs> but they have, yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to do that. But it would be nice if they, uh, if they did some other stuff to, uh, to sell. You know, they have all these great properties. Like maybe they could put them on Switch and make a bunch of money. That's all I'm saying, man. Apparently, it's a place to, place to get money at. It's a Switch. Put it on there. Was it called the anniversary collection? Like they, they said specifically, it was going to be an anniversary collection. So, so I'm wondering, does that mean they want to put like the whole? catalog in one package or like what would be the the rules of it i get like would we get the n64 castlevanias or yeah (laughs) there's so i mean because yeah like you're saying john like there's so many different kind of almost universes for the castlevania franchise Mm -hmm. so what does that mean like 3d castlevanias or is it going to be all 2d classic or is it going to be the 2d metroidvania types or is that going to be relegated to just the game boy ones or are they going to do ds ones Mm -hmm. are they going to do those those weird obscure ones like there's that harmony of dissonance multiplayer one that was on or like xbox i think and or, playstation 3 or like kid dracula or like some of those other ones that are like uh-huh. kind of kind of uh then also should... like trey was saying like rondo blood and dracula x and more uh-huh. the more obscure ones that not as many people have played and you know what 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 defines a castlevania collection well all of that shit hopefully but what is a man? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> a miserable pile of ROMs. <laughs> I thought the first thing I went to was the Orgasmo song, theme song, but I, you know, it's a different thing, not video game related. What is a man? Is he a miserable pile of secrets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's There's not really, like, like none of the games like came out in a nine, so it wouldn't be like a twenty or thirtieth anniversary or anything like that. And like the anniversary for what? Like what? Yeah, that's like really the question. So I don't know. I don't know what would be like the twenty fifth. What like the fifteenth anniversary of the mobile phone game? No. <laughs> you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But any sort of Castlevania on the sw- on the Switch, I'd be into, except for maybe the sixty four games. I mean, I had fun with those when they came out, but I hear they're not that great. But I haven't played them in a while. Whatever. I thought so, that the uh, so for, as far as news goes, I thought that Octopath stuff was kind of I kind of blew, blew my mind. Yeah, right. So um, it's all in Japanese, so it's hard to tell like what's happening. But according to uh, you know my favorite show that isn't this show, Acts of the Blood God, uh-huh. um, they said that it was a prequel to the Oct- to Octopath Traveler. So it's not actually the game Octopath Traveler, right. which is good, I guess, but. It's also crazy that in the images that you see, there's eight people on there at once. Like that yeah, was kind of parties of eight. Yeah, so that's like I don't know. It looks uh, looks ridiculous. I mean, maybe I'll. I, I mean, I definitely don't want to. If I if I'm going to play Octopath Traveler, I don't want to play it on the cell phone at all. I don't want to play anything on my cell phone really. Because because uh, yeah and yeah. <laughs> But um, it looks good. But I if guess. it's an but if it's an incredible game, maybe they'll port it to the Switch. Yeah, maybe they'll port it back. You know? And doesn't this also mean like that they're working on a proper sequel, possibly, and just reusing the assets to get some more income and hype out of it? In sure. The meantime, 
I mean, I, I feel like the game like performed fairly well. Like, I mean, I would be, I would be surprised if they didn't do a sequel, but the rumor was, or well, the, the pictures that they showed through the, through that company was stuff of like maybe a bravely default sequel next. And then maybe uh-huh. Octopath after that. But every time I see like, first thing I thought was that it was going to be a port of the switch game to the mobile game. And no matter what game it is, whenever it's like an exclusive for something and then it shows up on another system, I always feel like so betrayed. Like I, I felt hurt when I saw that. I was like, oh mm-hmm. no, Octopath. I thought you were, I thought you were ours only. I thought you lived in the Switch world forever, but we've lost you. Nightmare you flashbacks to, to the Capcom 5. To, to the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that was definitely, yeah, that was heartbreaking too. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, I was like, oh no, this, uh, you're, you're leaving the Switch for mobile. The ultimate evil, mobile. Don't go, don't go there, Octopath. I'll say, although, to be fair, the Resident Evil 4 going to the PS2, them making it work on the PS2 was almost as impressive as when they made Resident Evil 2 work on the 64. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they had to, like, make, like, they, they surprised people when they made, like, the FMV actually work in that game. Mm-hmm. Shit. So, likewise, we were fucking shocked when the PS2 could run our RE4. Like, it didn't seem possible. Yeah. But they were they were able to make it happen, and it was a really solid port, actually. Yeah. Uh. Is that where they started adding all the extra stuff and all that on that one? Yeah, it had like like a couple of extra things. Well, like the where you got to play as Ada Wong and there was like Project another. Air. Yeah, there's like other. Shit. Oh right. Or no, that was that was on the GameCube one, wasn't it? I don't remember. I thought I thought it, I thought those were those those Project Ada no. stuff was on the GameCube. I actually too. owned the PS2 one before I owned the GameCube one, and I beat the PS2 one before I ever beat. Well, because I've, I've also beaten the GameCube one. Yeah. Point. Well, I played I played through the big GameCube one and the Wii one, but I'm pretty sure all those extra I think all that extra stuff was on the GameCube one too. It may have been. So, so I don't know what they did. I don't know if they added anything in particular after that. But maybe it was that that weird. Uh, or no, that was already in there too. I was gonna say the there mo- were two the mode side. Where... There were two side mission characters. It wasn't just Ada Wong. There was another one too. Well, there was the one because there's the one where you could just run through and just fight the zombies, but that was on the GameCube one as well. I know that for sure. Not mercenaries mode. Mercenary uh, mode, yeah. That, no, was there was there another single-player campaign from another character's perspective. It wasn't just Ada Wong yeah. in the PS2 version. Yeah, there was, but I don't remember. I don't know I don't if that, in the GameCube version if there was both. I don't know. We'd, we'd, have, to, we'd have to check. I think I think they were on there, but maybe you have to unlock them. I don't know. But, yeah. I, I guess last week, speaking of that news, we didn't, uh, we didn't talk about the ridiculous prices of Resident Evil. So, like, if you want to buy Resident Evil Zero... Resident Evil Remake and Resident Evil 4 for your Switch, that's almost $100 because they're all coming out at $30 each, which I think is kind of stupid. If you ask me, <laughs> like that's ridiculous. I don't think that was uh was Revelations 1 and 2 even that much. Maybe they were. I think when they did come out it was both of them for 60. They were 20, I think. Are they 20? Cuz I bought yeah. two cuz I hadn't played two. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, think, I think they were each twenty. Okay, maybe they were both twenty when they came out. Because, but yeah, thirty, thirty for a game. Those games that are, especially for zero, that isn't really updated at all. I guess four isn't really updated either. But it just seems it's such a ridiculous price. Like that we never really just mentioned much. how ridiculous that is. And if you want to buy zero physical, you're basically getting it for sixty, right? With with like the remake, like in the cloud that you have to download. It's just kind of like. I don't care. I mean, the the Revelation games are on sale pretty often, so I'm sure these games will be on sale pretty often. But thirty dollars is kind of a bit much for an old ass game, you know, with tank controls. I'm just saying, it's already, <laughs> you know? already been ported yeah. to like every console since then. 
And I think it's cheaper on other consoles, even new. Like, I think it was 20 so. It's ridiculous. Do you want to talk about this uh, Mart of these Mar 10 deals, John? I haven't really looked at it. Oh, I don't have much to say about it, but hey, if you're interested, uh, the Mar 10 deals at Walmart are still going on. You can get a Switch and a Mario game for half off, so 330 for a Switch and a Mario game. Oh, okay. And that's that. how long is that going for, do you know? Uh, I didn't see. Okay. So it, it's not like ending Friday, right? It's not like going to be done by the time we post this. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. Well, there was there was a Mar 10 sale at Walmart. Hopefully, it's still going. I did see that you could get a. Uh, it's like a twenty, essentially like a twenty percent discount, or it's not even that. It's what it's like nine bucks off of uh, Yoshi's Crafted World if you get it through Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. I so was... you're not you're not truly getting your like your old twenty percent discount or whatever it used to be, but you're right. getting a uh, you're still getting a discount for having a Prime membership. Yeah. and getting the game that way. Oh, okay. If you make the game yourself out of cardboard, it's free. That's true. <laughs> well, I I don't think you can. I mean that game that game keeps looking better and better from what I've seen of it. I think it looks great, and I'm I'm getting it digitally, so I don't care. I I'll pay that extra nine dollars to be able to play it at eleven o'clock on Thursday. That's the perks of uh, doing all digital. But something a thing that I won't care about, but other people might. Uh, the <laughs> speaking of that of digital things, Fire Emblem Three Houses has a has a. Uh, box art now did you guys see that have you seen that i didn't no. post it to the slack but i'm not it's uh it's pretty weird because okay so there's three of them there's the three houses and the guy on the top the yellow guy is upside down and then there's like a triangle of like three people of two people on the bottom it's designed very very strangely and a lot of, there's been a lot of flack about it on, on twitter like people doing redesigns of it and saying like hey maybe you should do it this way but yeah box art doesn't really matter to me that much because i'm digital only now but for the most part but i just think it's here here's the here's the picture you guys can see that oh wow yeah that's weird it's some weird why is why is he upside down that looks like something i would have done when i was first learning how to use photoshop yeah right because so, well, i gotta get all three of them in there but i can't get his shoulders in and cover them. <laughs> i know i'll put them up above them well i think it's supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a, it is like a weird like kid design there I think it's supposed to be that they're all, you know, they're the three. It's like the trifecta. There's like the X, axe, the sword, and the spear are all in there, you know, showing like one's, you know, stronger than the other one and all that. But it's like, why didn't they just put him like this guy in the yellow, put him on the bottom, and then have these two above him, and then have these two people here on top? I don't know. That's what I see a lot of people's. Have all three of them in front of the two with them in the background, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a strange cover, but. I don't know. I'm sure it'll still be good, but it's just weird. Yeah, having the upside down person that totally looks like yeah, fixed it. <laughs> nice. Just, just flipped it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a. It's basically what I would do when I like how I designed my walls when I was a when I was like a eight year old, like Jeremy was saying. Same sort of thing. I had a. I had pictures of like Street Fighter characters like that on my closet that like some of them <laughs> were, were, like, upside were upside down. down. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like, and I remember like Dalsim was like burning somebody's hand, and like the other guy said like, "Oh, that hurts my hand" or something like that. It was so dumb, but I like cut it up out of a Nintendo Power and stuck it on the wall. You go. I always felt so bad about doing that later in life. I was like, "Why did I cut that up? That's I should have kept that as a poster when I cut it apart." But I was a dumb kid, so what did I know? Eh, you had fun. Yeah, but uh, speak. Yeah, so Fire Emblem's probably going to sell well. But speaking of stuff that isn't selling well, another bad news thing for the 3DS. Uh, Kirby's epic yarn is like barely hanging on. 
the the new by a thread uh, Kirby, yeah by a thread exactly Kirby's extra epic yarn came out last week totally forgot to mention it but didn't Maybe really they shouldn't have chose that Weezer song as the theme song <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's barely hanging on in the Japanese sh- charts also I don't know if I re- re- if I mentioned this before on the show but the uh, Super Mario Brothers the Bowser's Inside Story that was like the lowest selling Mario game in a very mm-hmm. long time like so people obviously don't really care that much about the 3ds anymore and uh what do you guys I think it's got to have a lot to do with the fact that it's you can play the original Bowser's Inside Story cartridge on the DS on the 3DS. So it's a re it's a re-release essentially for the same family. Sure. Yeah, no you can. Can you think of so, can you think that another case of that being I've been trying to think of that like maybe on the Wii U like so if you but you couldn't play Twilight like if you had been able to play Twilight Princess on the GameCube and the remake on the game or, but you can't because the small discs won't work with the Wii U. Well, with the Wii, you could play. I mean, it's not a re-release, though. Yeah, I mean, with the Wii, you could play. You could play. Oh wait, the, yeah. So on the Wii U, you could play the disc of uh, Twilight Princess from the Wii, and then play the remake also. So yeah. that was the other. Yeah, you could play case. both on yeah. on the Wii U. Yeah, you're right through the Wii system. But it's a yeah, it's just a weird re-release. Do you guys think that? I mean, that's probably the final uh, uh, first party release for 3DS, right? Kirby's is that finally Kirby's Kirby, Kirby the Harbinger of Death, like they thought a year ago, and whatever the last Kirby game came out, Star Allies or whatever it was. Well, that was or like, no, Star Allies was Switch. What was the that last was second year Switch? Yeah, <laughs> was Robobo? Was that the last one? Oh, Robobot. Yeah, that game was great. I, I got that game. It was really good. But that came out like that, was that the last Kirby game, or was that? I mean, that game came out like a long time ago, though. What's well, been since Robobo? Probably like some other like weird because they did a bunch of like smaller spinoffs of that. There were like mini games that were in Robobot that you could buy like by themselves, mm-hmm. and there was just a lot of like weird experiment. I mean, most Kirby stuff. Oh, is there weird is that Kirby stuff. game that had the game in it that was kind of like a Kirby version of Smash, or was that Robobo? No, I know what you're. I know what you're talking about, but I think that was also. I think it was also a side thing in Rob and Robobot. Okay, but you could buy it separately, like Kirby. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but uh, yeah, um, Kirby's Epic Yarn I mean, not selling. The 3DS wasn't even mentioned in like any of the last couple of directs. So, will we see it at E3? That's I guess that's when we really figure mm. out like yeah, is E3 going to be? If we don't see it at all at E3, then we're gonna there's going to be a new 3DS, or is there going to be? Are they going to take that? I think remodel yeah. of the Switch is the as the new 3DS, and it'll be 3D. I just no. <laughs> I don't think I'm still not convinced on that Switch remodel. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not convinced either. But what if it coincides with the 3DS remodel? Like, what if they're like kind of like unified in that regard? That this is the successor to the 3DS, also the successor to the current Switch hmm. in some way. I think like they, what if they did the two. I think they should just take 3DS out to pasture. I mean, I, I like 3DS, but maybe it's time to just let it go. I mean, I thought that was the idea of of combining the groups, like putting all the development. Before you shoot together. it, close the clamshells. So you don't have to look at the screens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's how I feel about that. Did we? Um, speaking of Kirby, did we? Did we talk about the SP releases yet this week? We didn't do that, did we? On we this not. episode. No. So on the so I talked about Star Tropics that was dropped. Uh, Kid Icarus came out too. Didn't play that game yet. It's a hard ass game. I'm not. We also good, didn't never talk about the Japanese releases. Yeah, there's also some cool Japanese releases on there. But before I forget, I want to talk about the SP releases. Um, so Kirby's Adventure came out with an SP version, and I actually played it. It's uh, it's cool. It's it's basically the extra level that you get in the game if you got 100 percent all the way through. So it'll automatically start with level eight. You fight DDD again, 
and then it goes like into kind of like a you know like a shooter type thing like gradius style which a lot of kirby games end like that where he ends up flying and shooting stuff and you're like flying through and using the star wand and hitting basically hitting this guy and i actually wasn't able to beat him i tried it like about 10 times and couldn't make it through because you know you can only get hit like five times and there's also a timer like if you don't kill the guy quick enough he'll basically leave and the screen kills you like the screen will come down and squish you and then you're dead oh, so <laughs> it's like that i would either die or i wouldn't be able to kill him quick enough so it's definitely difficult but i yeah i, I fucked around with it just to see where it was gonna send you up at but i feel like the the kirby the 64 one had a similar thing like that where like if you get a hundred, if you get all, if you get hundred percent and everything, you get an extra level where you. It's another like where you fly around and shoot a shoot a big boss battle at the end. I feel like a lot of them have that, but yeah, no, it's cool. It's another thing, but not as cool as the other SP that came out, which Jeremy alluded which to at the very beginning. I think is the best SP we've had yet. It's oh the yeah, SP no, that we always wanted. Yeah. I, yeah, it's what what we always wanted, but was it we always needed but we didn't know we wanted like something like that no i think we knew we wanted that one no that that's i definitely agree with you that is the best hands down the best sp because i never had a game genie on the yeah. nes so i never had a chance to have this experience with zelda yeah. 2 it basically makes zelda 2 playable to everyone because well, that's right yeah. i don't think we said it but yeah. zelda 2 sp hence my tagline at the beginning am i gonna finally beat it i've been playing this game since 1991 or 92 yeah in some regard, not on any sort of consistent basis, but uh, mm. I ha- I own it several times over, and uh, has never beaten it. So, I th- I fired up the SP edition, and I might have played it for twenty minutes so far, and I'm already further than I've gotten in years <laughs> ever. <laughs> because everything because everything is single hit kill. So, for you, yeah, it, <laughs> not yeah, not against you. You're yeah. maxed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, can, I play. Or not against you. So all your stats are maxed out, and you have all your spells. Yeah, it's, get go. it's cool. So you can so go you can to the go old anywhere. Men, yeah. And they'll tell you to leave them alone because they can't help you. Oh, nice. But you still can go through all the process of unlocking going to the old men because I still do that at the beginning because I'm so used to doing it. Like, I just uh-huh. automatically do it. And I, I unlock, okay, yeah, I go talk to my dad. And then I go talk to him. He's like, I cannot help you. Leave now. <laughs> <laughs> I went to, uh, what was it? I went through the cave. I went to that, like, cave to the north northeast. Mm-hmm. And like went through the 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 beach there, and like went to that dungeon, and like went through and the beat that palace. dungeon. Is that the first palace? Okay, well I went and did that. I think and I it was really the easy. First boss in three hits. <laughs> and 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 what's really that's fu- how high your uh, attack is. Yeah. Well, one really fun thing is you have the down the down stab now too. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's cool. Like if you're in those areas where you can't yeah, the up stab. Yeah. Oh, I never tried that. But is there an up stab? Up stab is fucking great. Yeah. yeah, you hold up when you jump, and then as you fall down, switch to holding down. So you're always like when you jump, you're always stabby, stabby boy. So you're always stabbing <laughs> everything around you, and it's great. Nice. Well, what I noticed also is like down stab also works like forward stab. Like if you're in a if you're in a tunnel where you can't jump on top of the enemy, you just jump at them and do the down stab, and it'll still kill them even though you're not yeah, actually nice little pogo hitting. Effect with it. Even though you're not actually hitting them with the sword, you're just jumping straight into them, and they're still dying. So I noticed that you could do that. You don't actually have to like pogo on them, like DuckTales style. Woohoo! But yeah, but uh, it's yeah, it makes Zelda two like playable, and yeah, maybe you should, everyone should try to get through it now because now you it's don't. It's been a blast so now far. Now you don't have to grind. So, yeah. So likewise, since you have all your spells and all your stats are maxed out, that means you're already set up to heal yourself to max one time every life. Mm-hmm. 
And there's magic bottles dropping all over the place because you're killing enemies in one hit. Yeah. So you're just getting all these magic bottles. So it's really easy to stay healed. Also, pro tip, if you find a red magic bottle, stab it, heal yourself, and it'll still fill your health all the way, like as you right after you stab it. So ah. that's how, even if you don't have enough energy to heal yourself, stab the red bottle immediately after it crosses the halfway point. Use your heal spell, and then it'll finish filling up all the way, and you'll be healed all the way. Nice. So you can do that in this, and it's great. So, so I haven't died yet. You're practically uh, invincible. Yeah. I'm, past, I'm, pa- I'm in the middle of that ma- the little maze part. So that that's where we stopped playing, I think, in our two player yeah. mode. Yeah, now would be now we could do another two player mode where it's not where we don't have to grind. We, just we could, through and it. we could just jump right back in where I have it on the yeah. Zelda two. But yeah, there's just that game's funny. Some yeah. of the stuff they say is hilarious. Yeah, aside from I am error, I'm sure it gets even better than that. Mm-hmm. Le- less erroneous or more erroneous. Yeah, no, it's just really cool that they did that because yeah, I feel like that's a blank spot for a lot of people that a lot of Zelda fans just have never made it through Zelda two. And now it's possible for me. To do it's it. always the, my mom beat it or my dad beat it. Yeah. And that's been my experience my whole life. Like mm-hmm. I've met several people whose dads and moms have beaten it, but not many contemporaries have beat it. Yeah. John, have you beaten it? No, I've not, I've not beaten Zelda two. In fact, I've not even beaten. I don't know a Zelda lot of people in my own age I beat it either. or younger uh-huh. that have beaten it. So, but yeah, it's good to have B on there to try it out. No, I don't think I've even, honestly, like, I don't think I've ever honestly gotten beyond like two hours into Zelda 2. I've really never made an honest go at it. I, I did. I did when it was re released for GameCube, but I realized how hard it was. So I didn't play it for that long. But I tried. I'm like, I'm going to beat it on here because it's on the GameCube and I can play it on the TV and blah, blah, blah. And I'm so happy about it. And I played it with save states, kicked. but inevitably yeah. I've always. <laughs> gotten myself stuck with the save states to where i like have one life left and i'm about to die you know i've backed myself into that corner through accident or whatever and then i go all the way back to the beginning and i lose everything and i have to get all the way back to wherever i was so i've gotten pretty far but i am still cautiously optimistic about this go even with all that you know all that stuff maxed out i don't think actually you know i don't know do you have nine lives as well? I haven't looked. Oh, uh, I don't know. I know you're on level you nine, right? Three lives. Are you started level nine? I forget that you have lives in that. That's so, so if the weird. Lives, so if the lives so are maxed out too, then I I am definitely optimistic about beating it. But if you still just have a couple of lives you normally do, and extra men are so hard to find, you know they're a one time thing in that game. So um, once you find it, you know it's gone forever. Yeah. So that's where I'm still kind of like, well, even with save states, I may end up saving myself into a corner with this game and then giving up on it again. But I'm going to keep trying to play it over the next week mm-hmm. because I can always go over to Baba as you to like kind of relax. Oh yeah. Yeah. Doing Zelda two rounds. Yeah, no, it's super cool. But also another thing that's really cool. Um, the Japanese version got some extra stuff on there. Yeah. Fire emblem is on there, which is awesome. I totally missed that. I didn't really get to play it that much. I played around with it a little bit before we started recording. The animation looks so funny in that game, like of the characters, like they're just because Fire Emblem has always had like, well, the ones that I played have had incredible animation, like on game on the Game Boy, especially like look great. And they just look so funny, like in the original one, they just kind of like the way they move around just look so clunky. But are you able to play that game with the being in Japanese? Oh, oh yeah. No. It's kind of text heavy, right? No, no. You see, like you could actually I think that Fire Emblem is a game that you could actually play through. Just because you don't really have to go anywhere. You just 
You're just set on maps where really all you have to do is kill all the characters that are on that map. You know how to do that. You just move from one to another and attack them. As far as using individual abilities and stuff, that would all be trial and error to figure out what all that. Yeah, but it doesn't gives you lists of options all in Japanese. Yeah, but it's not really if you've played Fire Emblem before and you know where like the stuff is, you can figure it out. Like because I, I played through almost through that first whole level, that first level because like you don't really. You don't really need to know, like, there's not a map. You don't have to move through a map or anything. Like, the story's just going to play out. You just got to beat the levels that you get to. And it's like, you know, you know that, like, the the first option is going to be attack. The bottom option is going to be wait. Uh, the bottom option is, like, go to next turn or go to enemy's turn, whatever, to switch between. So if you know enough about the game, you can kind of figure it out. Like, I've actually played back when we had that... uh that Dreamcast ROM disc that had like a bunch of like uh, ROMs on there. I actually did play some Fire Emblem Japanese games, like same kind of kind of a ways through because you can. There was a there was yeah. a translated edition on that too. Mm. Yeah, I, I played the, the one of them Fan in Japanese. I, I thought it was the first one, but it wasn't because it's not this one because the animation looked better on that one. But but yeah, no, I mean you can kind of find your way around because you don't really need to know. I guess when you're when you have to buy new swords or something like that, that might be a little difficult. But but there's no like. There's no status thing that tells you like how many times you're going to attack all that. That must be something they added later, because you know in most Fire Emblem games it'll tell you like whether you're going to kill that person or not, or like how much damage you're going to do, or like how many times they're going to attack you. As far as I've seen, there's nothing in there like this. You just automatically go straight into the battle, and it's maybe you win, maybe you don't. You know, <laughs> it's a and even in, there's even not even a box in Japanese, but it's really cool that it's on there, and I, I like to mess around with it. And and the opening is all in English too, which is weird. Like when you turn on the game, it's like the sword has the fire emblem that came out of it or mm-hmm. whatever, and it's all in, it's all in English. So, and then you know, but then after that's in Japanese. But there is a sword and the shield and the fire emblem and the emblem, yeah, <laughs> Japanese letters, yeah, and then Japanese after that. But yeah, no, it's really cool that it's in there. Uh, also, what is it? Yair, what's that other one? Yair Karate. It's like yeah, a, I wrote it down. Yar Kung Fu. Yar Kung Fu. Yeah, reminds me of a uh, Hey Yankee O Alien, that game that Jeremy Ferris likes to talk about a lot. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I played did around. Did you try it at all? I did. Yeah, it's like a fighting game. It's like an NES fighting game, but it controls all right. It's it, I think it's better than that sumo game that we got on there. It's you better know? than the sumo game, but it still has that haphazard feel to it. I don't know what. Well, it's I'm not doing. gonna feel. It's not gonna feel like Street Fighter or like any of those Super Nintendo. Very floaty, games. and then yeah. for some reason, the second guy you fight can shoot fireballs at you. And, and pisses me off. And a chain. He has a giant fucking chain. Or maybe you got to a different guy. Because the second guy that I got to had a giant chain that he could throw all the way across the level, and I couldn't get close no, enough I didn't, to it. There him. was no chain. It was a guy yeah. with a, a fireball that I fight in. Oh, okay. So maybe it's different. Yeah. It's probably, well, if it's like an arcade ladder, then it'll change, like. You know, it'll have random guys, but it, yeah, it's kind of fun to mess around with. It's a, I guess, but, uh, it's two player. You could do a. They versus. did not get Star Tropics, so you know we're, we yeah. went in that regard. But yeah. they got everything else we did. Well, that's including our, yeah. the SP editions. Well, yeah, I said that earlier. That's because because uh, Star Tropics wasn't released in Japan. It was a okay. directly. It was made for America. There's even a part where you sink a pirate ship, or it might be like a supposed to be like one of Columbus's ship or something like that. And as it sinks, it plays this, uh, plays like a, I forget which, it's like one of those America songs. It's like America the Beautiful or something like that. It's like so hilarious how, uh, how they're very much like, hey, this is an American game, America, you know, <laughs> just fun. It's, yeah, that whole part I was like listening to, and I'm like, wow. What's the, to- the character, the character's name Mike Smith? 
Michael. I, his name's well. His uncle is his uncle is Doctor J, which I thought was Johnson. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, he's he's pretty pretty generic. He has like freckles and all that stuff, which isn't like I don't know. Maybe they thought that was generic in Japan, but yeah, no, there's some some cool extra stuff in there. The SPs are on there as well, of course. If you want to play Zelda two in, in Japanese with the with the uh, extra levels, system. you can do that. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's the big, big other big releases aside from uh, Baba. So uh, so last episode at the very beginning of the episode, and this kind of bothered me because I couldn't figure out, I couldn't find it in there. But John, at the very beginning, you said that Google was going to be suing Nintendo, and Nintendo was going to be suing Google, and we yeah. never and we never got to expanding on that. What was that about? Well, I was joking just because you know with the with the Switch VR. Uh, being cardboard and Google Cardboard was basically the first uh, to do that. Oh, okay, okay, that's weird. So you guys remember that Google Cardboard, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's what I was referencing there, but um, kind of leads into some. Well, maybe it doesn't lead into it, but Google is in the gaming news uh, this week. There's a rumor that they're going to be making a console. Did you guys see that? Uh, I saw it from it's you a rumor, posting yeah. it. It's a rumor, yeah, but it's been reported by Forbes, which is you know reputable. I think. Uh, I mean, uh, Amazon already tried to do it with their Fire Stick, so right. Google's following suit, just like Fire Stick did with the Chromecast. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, it could be something like that. It looks like it's going to be streaming based, and they um, they patented a, a game controller design. So that's adding fuel to the fire. And they also have uh, an announcement coming at uh, GDC. They're going to be giving you some kind of talk. So that's what people are saying. They're going to be announcing their gaming uh, idea, whatever it is. Yeah, and, G- and uh, so, yeah, I, GDC is just around the corner, right? Like, isn't that this weekend? So or- a couple a couple hours before we started recording, um, I was following the, uh, the Switch subreddit. And one of the top articles was kind of about this, and it said that uh, Nintendo Switch controller support is at being, being added to Chrome. Hmm. Well, I clicked the article link, and it's a dead link, so I don't. I, I think I <laughs> definitely real. lump it into rumor. Yeah, but obviously the rumors are like flying hard and fierce. If like they're already saying like that they're going to add, because I mean, look, Steam did it already. So it's really not that surprising to think of other Steam companies adding yeah. uh, Nintendo Switch controller support, but it's still kind of mind-boggling to think like Chrome, like their answer to Internet Explorer, is going to be controllable by this controller I have. That's kind of weird. Uh-huh. Isn't like Netflix supposed to add games too to their service? Like I feel like everybody's yeah. trying to get into it. So I don't. It's another thing. It just added to the list of things that Trey doesn't care about. But go Google. I mean, isn't there? Aren't there Google phones like kind of consoles already? Yeah. Sort of. I mean, you, you you know you carry with carry them with you everywhere. I get. Well, I mean they're portables, but time will tell on that one. Was it a? They're they're doing a physical release of the Messenger. A little little bit of news about the Picnic Panic. I guess that's still happening. Doesn't have an actual day for it, but the the summer. They they yeah. specified mm-hmm. summer, which. Before it was just 2019. Yeah, but the mm-hmm. pre-orders are going live uh, the 19th for the physical version, so that's cool. I mean, if you liked uh, the Messenger enough to get it physical, then hey. I mean, I, I liked it a lot. It was my number two of last year, but I don't think I need it. collective number one. Yeah. I don't it think was our collective number one? It was our collective one, number one, yeah. 
But and I, the developers responded to us and thanked us for that. Yeah, we should buy the physical version and then send it to them as their gift. <laughs> and put a big NDP on the top of it or something. They're like, Hello, we're going to sell to give this to us. We just keep selling them. We don't have any more. <laughs> give them all away. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited about this update because it's been a little while since I hit the messenger and I'm ready to go back to it. Oh, for pain. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm going to play the crap out of that, uh, that free DLC for that. Like, I'm very excited. I need to set, picnic, I need to set a, a timer on, or whatever. Do we know the exact date it's being released? We don't. Say? It's just a summer as of right now. So I need, summer, I yep. need, a, that's got to be my due date for when I actually beat the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I uh, haven't beaten it yet. I've been kind of setting, I, I've been setting loose due, due, due dates for myself. Like, I was hoping to finish Valkyrie Chronicles before, before Three Houses comes out, you know? And also, what was in the in the new like it'll be it won't be on sale anymore by the time we post this. But what was it? A uh, Steam World Heist was on sale for like five dollars, uh-huh. and I thought about getting that, but I was like, you know, I was like, you know what? I really don't need any more turn based strategy games as of right now. <laughs> I have, I have, Same with me, and uh, I, have three. I almost grabbed Steam World Dig Two. <laughs> I have and four. I, like, I, I guess I don't need another Metroidvania game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I feel like. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think that was different enough that it, that it didn't really feel like it. That was one that I never finished. I mean, I enjoyed it at the start, but then it kind of fizzled out for me pretty quickly. I think they both did. Like, SteamWorld dig the first one. I honestly didn't really like that much. But, I mean... I just have so yeah. many games, like, yeah. by the time I actually want to play it, it'll probably be on sale again, or if yeah. it's not, I'll sure. buy it when I want to play it and yeah, buy yeah. it, pull it, but... Yeah, and it's all, it was only like $3, but I'm sure it'll go on sale again. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, I have so many turn-based games on here, and I actually have four. You know, between like Mario Plus Rabbits and Into the Breach, which I think I played ten minutes of, and uh, and Valkyrie, Valkyrie Chronicles and Wargroove, and you know, and now you have Fire Emblem, the Japanese version, and now I have Fire Emblem as well. Yeah, so <laughs> so there's that in there also. Speaking of Japanese stuff, though, I was uh, I've been eyeing. I've talked about this for a while. I've been eyeing uh, Super Robot Wars T on the on the Japanese eShop channel, and I just uh, I was looking at the uh, you know I was like looking at the. Um, the ty- the price of yen and I thought it was less, but it turns out that that's releasing for like eighty dollars. I don't understand Whoa. why it's. I mean, I'm definitely not getting it now <laughs> now that it's eighty dollars. But it's like, why is it eighty bucks? I don't understand. And there's also a gold edition that's a hundred, but the regular edition is eighty. Like, why is it so more expensive? Is there a some sort of season pass attached to it? But you can't do one without. So I don't know. I don't read Japanese, so I don't know what's happening with that one. But that's kind of a bummer because I wanted to play that one. What was I going to say? We should mention that uh, Nintendo accidentally tweeted about gyms and Pokemon Sword oh, and Shield. Oh, yeah, that is important. Yeah, yeah, no, that was weird. That that was kind of another one that was, like, right about after we were done. But, but yeah, there was a, I guess there was a tweet that was that was removed. Yeah, it's it said something about the gyms being big, right? Which I would imagine. And we didn't, you know, when we were talking. Well, the screenshot showed, like, yeah, an arena. Mm. Yeah, when we were talking to Natasha, like, we didn't even think about that, of, like, them when they're walking into like the big soccer stadium or something that that could be a gym, you know, I never even thought about that. I don't know why, know why we didn't mention that, but it, I guess there was just so much other stuff to talk about that, that I just didn't think of it. But, but yeah, it was uh the tweet was, it appears in Pokemon sword shield that gyms in the gallery region are now bigger than ever. What types of gym masters are waiting for you to challenge them? You and your new partner Pokemon will have to train hard and find out. That's what it said. And then they got rid of it. So I don't know. <laughs> why did they get rid of it? Uh, they probably just thought it was too early, I guess. They wanted to uh, direct talking about it or something like that. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was kind of one of those, like, just trying to s- just slide it in there. Or maybe somebody hacked them and put it up there. <laughs> and they're like, wait. Mm-hmm. 
know. a lot of times they have these posts like sort of prepared and ready to go and then they just have them like timed mm-hmm. you know so maybe somebody uh-huh. just put the wrong time on the post yeah i don't know but speaking of speaking of stuff that got pulled you, uh, there you go you're saying that delta rune got pulled for a second it's still going really? too is it really is it not on the eShop anymore because I know that I know that. Speaking of me looking around the Japanese eShop, you can get it from. Oh, never the, mind, it's back. It's back. I was gonna say you can get it from the Japanese shop if you're looking for it. If if you didn't, because right after you sent that to me, I was you know digging around looking at Super Robot T's Robot Wars T stuff, and I saw Deltarune on there, and I could you know you can download it off there. I mean, as far so. as I can tell, it's showing up when I search for it, but it says I already purchased it, so I don't yeah. know. But uh, yeah. It, there was some sort of issue with the rating system where it didn't comply specifically to mm-hmm. the rating it was given or I don't know, but it got taken down temporarily. And uh, that was sort of a cool feeling for just a hot second there to like, yeah, I have this already. So I don't have to worry about that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I had it played through it, had a lot of fun with it and it's still, uh, I don't know why, but so other, other shows have made it, have been making it sound like Delta rune is something like the whole game is going to happen soon. Like there's no, as far as I know, there's no release date or anything. And it could be like, do you know anything of like when the full game is going to come out, Jeremy? I mean, no, it might take like years, I just right? think that it's going to be episodic. I don't actually think that okay. it's going to be, I, uh, I still highly encourage you to, play I don't it. think we're going to get all the game at once. I think we're going to get the next set of levels or whatever. I, I still highly encourage you to play that, John. It's completely free. You should just jump into it and see what you think. And it's weird enough that, it's it's very you might like it. Is it is it like Undertale? Sort yeah. of, yeah. Did you play Undertale? Yeah. Is it some? Well, I, I, I'm just wondering if like play this and I like it. Would I like Undertale? It's a better version of Undertale. You, but yeah, I mean, you played this and liked it. Would. You would like yeah. Undertale, I would say. Yeah, I mean, this is a. I mean, it's a spiritual sequel, so it's it's better. But yeah, no, you you probably would. But yeah, no, it's free. I say like try it. Just try it out. Like it's it's incredibly charming and written well, and it's got it's very quirky. And all that stuff. It's worth. I like charming and well and quirky. Of course, yeah. and it's free. It's also, free. you don't have to pay anything for it. Completely free. So, um, what about Fortnite? That's yeah, I just mentioned briefly. Yeah, we haven't talked about Fortnite. So apparently, there's going to be a new divide in Fortnite where uh, where it won't be. It's not going to be like all. It's not going to be all consoles or all uh, whatever, whatever you call that. Crossplay. Yeah, it's not going to be full crossplay anymore. It, it's going to be apparently the Nintendo Switch is going to be put with mob with the mobile version of it, and the uh, Xbox and PS4 ones will be separate. I, I don't know what is the reason. PC version. I don't remember if I ever actually reported on this, but we did we did put it in our notes, but I don't know if I ever got to it. But there there was a there was a Fortnite glitch at one point where people were saying that like that they weren't shooting like that you were losing bullets or something because of the because uh-huh. of the running speeds between them. And I mean, it just sounded like another excuse to me. Like <laughs> that was why you were losing. But, but yeah, apparently that's where it's going to be. So does that mean that Fortnite is easier now on the Switch? I think that's the real question in that. Mm-hmm. Like, are we? I mean, I I don't know if it's really going to bring me to play the game again, but it makes me kind of want uh, to. It I might guess. be fun to like play against <laughs> mobile players and like dominate them with physical controls. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. but there'll be others. There'll be other Switch people on there that are good. It's not like. There's yeah. like they're all idiots or something, <laughs> you know. I mean, everybody uh, plays. Needless to say, this is happening when neither of us really care about Fortnite anymore. So yeah. who cares? Yeah, yep. I, I'm sure some people will say this is bad for Nintendo. Maybe it is, but 
I mean, I wonder people are going to keep playing Fortnite, so. Yeah. Well, they got Maybe tech- it's an issue of of trying to protect the kids, right? Because yeah. definitely, like, the Xbox and PlayStation crowd is probably a little bit older, and the ones who uh, are playing on mom and dad's phone are younger, and maybe they're also playing the Switch version. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what That's a good point. I, I hadn't thought about that. No, I, I mean, it's got to be technical reasons, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's straight technical reasons, because, I mean... Because the Nintendo is a yeah. freaking tablet with a controller on it, you know? Yeah. yeah, sure, it's like a really nice tablet with that's specifically mm-hmm. geared towards gaming, but yeah. it's, a ta- it's a tablet yeah. and controls the, on it. And the Switch version might have been based off the mobile version, I guess, like, or the port, you know? Maybe. Like, maybe they're closer, and that's why they're doing that. But, yeah, whatever season they're on, whatever sort of new airplane you can fly now, that's... Uh, that I mean, once once Tetris ninety nine dropped, uh, Fortnite was out of, out of the uh, horizon for me. I was just like, eh, yeah. yeah, don't need to play that game. I got my battle royale now, <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's in the form of Tetraminos. So that's what you need. Well, I mentioned it in my opener, but uh, the Ducktales NES Moon Ooh. theme. <laughs> Third time's a charm on that. <laughs> It's just a, yeah. it's like it's like the word of the day on on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Just like every time you say it, it's just we all have to scream. <laughs> Thankfully, we're not screaming, but still, I can't help myself. <laughs> but yeah. still, that comes through. It's like take a drink every time you hear that. You know, now you'll have three sips. So maybe you're enjoying the podcast better now. Who knows? But yeah, no, uh, that show, <laughs> the moon, <laughs> the moon theme, has yep. lyrics now, which I don't really know how I feel about it. I watched the video of it, and it's kind of like. I don't know the new, I don't know the new characters. I don't know what the I don't know what like the what was happening here in in the you know what the context is as to why she right. started singing it to this alien being. But yeah, the setup as I understood it was that the uh, the alien baby was upset about something, and so she was singing to the alien baby to, to calm him down. Yeah, but she the song that she sang was familiar to anybody who played the NES game. It's the moon theme. Yeah, um, and. and now it's got lyrics. I just thought it was a cool nod that sure. the writers of the DuckTales cartoon threw in there. Um, and it just speaks to how that song is, is like, it's a classic among yeah. the 8-bit music. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's one of the best. No, I, that's one of my, that's definitely one of my favorite 8-bit songs. I just don't know how I feel about it having lyrics now. It's just, it's weird to me. I mean, it's, that one was distant enough than uh, the Animal Crossing song having lyrics. Like, KK is already like making noises, so putting words to that wasn't as weird to me, but. I mean, it's cool that they referenced it. It's like, uh, it's like that. Um, not the newest turtles, but the good turtles, the uh, the CGI one. Um, Donatello has a cell phone. He calls it the T phone in that show. And every time he gets a call, it plays the original theme song to the '80s turtles turtle show. So it also kind of reminds me nice of uh, so. Yeah. When I played uh, Final Fantasy Advan- Final Fantasy VI Advance, I was so used to like in the opera stage. I was used to the lyrics of that version the mm-hmm. translated super nintendo version oh yeah yeah matching up different. to the music in that way that i had figured out yeah. when i played the game boy advance version they changed the lyrics oh so it doesn't and it doesn't anymore. match up the same way and it's like for me like yeah. i don't know it's not that bar, bar, bar. like it's different it's the different lyrics afterwards it. yeah <laughs> for that reason in my in my mind was the wrong thing to do kind of three but for a this isn't a yeah. game this is a cartoon yeah i mean so it's mo- what yeah. 99% of people who watch it are going to be children that don't at all remember the Capcom game from 1989. Yeah. 
that is that is a great song though, and you do see a lot of people talk about it. So I'm sure like being one of the best eight they know compositions yeah. of all time. It's very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll I'll add I'll add that somewhere in the show. I'm sure you'll hear it at some point. But uh, yeah, that's that's in there. Uh, nice reference to Ducktales. I'm still waiting for that uh, for that Disney Afternoon or whatever it is. Um, was it yeah. Disney yeah. Afternoon Collection? I'm surprised they haven't announced that that's getting ported to Switch. That's it almost seems Switch. Yeah, I know it seems like a missed opportunity because all the games on there are all NES games, are all Nintendo property games, you know. So why not, guys? Hey, Capcom, I thought you liked making money with your thirty dollars Resident Evil games. Like, why don't you, uh, why don't you release that for thirty dollars too, or something? Well, don't release it for that much, but still release it. Release it. I mean, I could get it on the PS4, but I'd like to have it portable. So I know, I know you listen to us, Capcom. So get to it. But yeah, what is yeah, the yeah Capcom? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Did you see that uh, Doom movie trailer? I did. I did watch it, and I still think it looks like a stealing. As, as it still looks like a steaming pile of uh, of dog poop, but you yeah, know, it's a straight to video movie. Yeah, not coming to theaters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I didn't. I never saw the Rock one, but I'm sure it was god awful. Doom is like. I mean, I think that video game movies are just dumb for the most part, and that people just shouldn't make them because they're not, especially stuff about protagonists that don't talk. You know, like it's. I mean, I guess Doom maybe could be a cool horror movie if you did it right, but if you don't, I don't really care. I don't think it. I don't yeah. think you need to. Doom isn't was. I never played Doom for story. It was all about the fun of, you know, it's like the fun and the suspense of getting chased by demons, you know, and you get freaked out by it. That's the whole point of it, you know. That's why I liked it. It's like my own. It it's a like cool, a survival horror. Yeah. Cinematic concept, and mm-hmm. I think they could they could make a really good movie out of it. It's you know, a portal to hell opens in space. Yeah. Like, come on, make a cool movie out of that. Just do it already. They already did. It's called Event Horizon. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. So go watch that movie. That's all about opening a portal to hell in space. In that I one, remember not liking that. I saw that when I was like oh, 13 man. or something. That oh, dude. That movie, scared I, the, I that movie scared the shit out of me. I saw it. It's one of the scariest yeah. movies I've seen. Yeah. Well, there. So there, there are two movies that I that kept me from sleeping when I was when I was a kid. Uh, and it was uh, basically The Exorcist and uh, Event Horizon. <laughs> the two ones you know who made that, right? freaked me out. Yeah, I know. Paul W.S. Anderson. That's like the only good movie he did. That and Mortal Kombat 1, I guess, were the only... You know I mean? I guess you got to occasionally make a good movie when you're doing shit constantly. I mean, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it's kind of corny now. Like, I do have it, and I've watched it recently. And it's not as freaky, but... Also, granted, I went into seeing it not knowing that it was a horror movie. I thought it was just like a sci-fi movie. And then all of a sudden, they were like people with their eyelids cut off and like a whole lot of like torture shit in it. And I was like, holy fuck. And it scared the fuck out of me. Do you think there's any comparisons to Doom? Like, did he play Doom and think, well, I should make this a movie? I mean, you're not killing demons. It's more of like a... I mean, I would. It's more of a psychological. It's more like Dead Space, I guess, except minus the necromorphs, Mm -hmm. you know, because Dead Space is psychological too, where your main character is seeing things that isn't necessarily there. I've mentioned on the podcast before, but one of the creepiest settings for me in film or video games is that uh, you know the abandoned spaceship that you go into because what the fuck is in that thing? It's floating in the middle of nowhere, millions of miles from anything else. Mm -hmm. Like, why is everyone dead? Where are they responding? Let's yeah. go check it out. Let's yeah. just hop in there and look around. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever play Dead Space, Jeremy? A like little proper, bit, but not not through all the way. I do have the shooter game, and I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Well, the shooter game is 
the shooter game is fine, but but I Dead, have extraction. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. But Dead Space, straight up, Dead Space One is probably like one of my favorite survival horror games ever. I think it's amazing. I love the crap out of it. I think it was better than any of the Resident Evil games. Well, at least like control wise, it was because they actually learned how to make your character strafe and shoot at the same time instead of tank controls. They got past the tank controls. Actually, the time that that came out was when like what Resident Evil Five and Six were coming out, mm-hmm. and it just fucking blew those games out of the water. Like it was really like what Resident Evil in space would be, you know, like I, I think I played through dead space one, like in like a couple days just because I loved it. So Anybody much. I knew who played it said yeah. that to me, it was like Resident Evil four, but better and in space. But good. Yeah. Well, I mean, Resident Evil four is fine, but the, but dead space is better. I think. Well, you know, looking back on it, yeah. Resident Evil four did not hold up. Yeah. As well as we would like it to. Yeah. Although it, the Wii version is pretty nice. Yeah, it can well it controls a lot better in on that one. And the Dead Space does. And Dead Space Two was good too. I like that one also. Three, nah. Three was free on PlayStation Plus and I played it a little bit and I was like I was like, what is this? Like I don't I don't need to play this ever again. But no, I I had a lot of fun with one and two. Like I was a really big fan of those and I was really bummed that they got I even bought the I even bought the iPad game, you know? And played around with that, like when I just got it an iPad or whatever. And it looked pretty good for that, for that type of game. But I was kind of wishing that one would have got ported and the, and the, the extraction one's fine. It's just, it's just not the same. Like it, it couldn't really, it just, it just couldn't compete with dead space one for me, you know, just cause I like that one so much. And the like on game is different, you know, but yeah, I forget why I even started talking about dead space, but because it's, we it's were a great talking game. about, <laughs> Oh, Doom cause we were talking about horror, doom. Yeah. 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 Event Horizon, yeah. yeah. Doom and Grand horizon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I may, maybe I'll watch it. Like I said, I never saw the uh, funny funny story about the Doom one. You know, I have a Doom sixty four shirt that I like to wear a lot because Doom sixty four is my favorite Doom game. Well, probably next to the newest one. I think the newest one is pretty amazing too. But but um, but I, I was I, you know I went to like I was in this restaurant and uh, one of the guys working there started talking to me about the Doom shirt that I was wearing. He's like, oh yeah, Doom. Like that's uh, that's cool. He's like, I really, he's like, I really love that movie. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, the Rock movie. And he's like, yeah, it's really cool. And I'm like, and, he, and I guess he didn't, he just didn't know it was a game. He just, he said he liked the movie. And I was like, well, I was like, well, this is a game, you know, this is a '64 game. He's like, oh, it's a game. And I'm like, yeah, you, you don't know Doom. It like kind of like revolutionized first person shooters in the '90s. I mean, this guy was probably born in like '99 or something, but. Yeah, it was just funny that it's somebody. It's on everything. It, it was just funny that somebody remembered the movie, but not the game. I was like, "Well, they just came out with a new game like last year. <laughs> it was on every system." So I'm just saying, check it out. It's like revolutionary <laughs> to first-person shooters. It was a big fucking deal. But I thought it was funny that all he did was remember the Rock movie and said and said it was good. So you don't really run into somebody like that very often. That's really sad. <laughs> it is. So uh, do you want to talk about? So uh, Jess and I, we we already we already podcasted about Captain Marvel, but mm. I wish we would have known that you saw it, John. We were actually kind of looking for a guest for a second, but we ended up using a buddy of hers on there. You could have been a okay, guest. Yeah, I just saw it two days show. ago. So yeah, yeah, I won't go too much in detail about the movie and everything, but yeah. I do want to know. Uh, well, first of all, spoilers. Fast forward if you haven't seen it, but there are some t- Nintendo references in there. There's at least one that is is definite. Like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and actually, that's that- obvious. Actually, that reference that you're talking about, the Game Boy, yep. I that did kind of take me out of the movie for a second because I'm like, they never sold Game Boys at Radio Shack. Like, you would have never gotten that there, you know, because she got all her shit from Radio Shack. They never had Game Boys there. They everything they had at Radio Shack was probably 
from like the seventies at the new at the newest was basically what Radio Shack had. Like they had those like rate you could make those radios that only had like one headphone. You know, like I remember I mm-hmm. made one of those. Or if, if you they ever, did have Game Boys, they would have been marked up by like forty dollars. And they'd also be called like I don't know, they'd be called like Fun Man or something like that, and they'd be generic. Yeah. They wouldn't be like real Game Boys. I mean, I've, trust me, I went to Radio Shack many times when I was a kid. Good place to find record needles because, like I said, their technology stopped in the seventies. So that's about uh, if you want to find all that <laughs> stuff. That was that was where it was. But yeah, I just I I didn't kind of took me out of it there. The the belief of that, but but yeah, no, but she was- she wires a Game Boy into a interdimensional what like a or a cross space interstellar communicator, something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Through the she MacGyver's a Game Boy to be like an intergalactic cell phone. Yeah, well, you know, in the in the in space, like Game Boys are used as cell phones already. So you know, she was she knew that. Just, apparently, they do that over in Galaxy Seventy or wherever she's from. They get them from that that robot man from the first Game Boy commercial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's traveled everywhere. I mean, well, you do know the Game Boy is based off like the main chip in it is a Texas instrument chip or a modification of one that mm-hmm. was used in ca- calculators in the seventies. Okay. So it's actually seventies technology at the root of how the game boy works. So you're saying so it, it so, could have been a radio shack. <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling you, I never saw a Nintendo property thing ever at radio shack. Never, not even in the Wii times. Never saw anything. Never saw any like name brand video game thing at radio shack. I my, can't say conclusively if I did or didn't. I just, I, I never, I never did. Like I went to Radio Shack a lot when I was a kid and I just, I never, I would just buy like a, you know, like, like speaker wire and stuff like that. Like I said, mm. old school shit. You can buy Radio it Shack. Yeah. It was, it was like yeah. all old school stuff. And then RC stuff was big. Yeah. Um, so like anytime, anything new in the RC world. So like RC boats and RC copters, like drones were like all over the place when they first were popular. Oh yeah. Yeah. They had, and then, yeah. and then of course, like, cell phones like because they just became like a t-mobile or like sprint yeah, yeah. or whatever like some one of those companies like phone distributor as well so yeah radio shack was always it's a it was a hobby store so it was like you would go to like your local hobby store for models if you're building model cars and if you're building model radios you go to radio shack mm-hmm. and hobby electronics were a lot more popular in the 70s and i wish they still were yeah because I- People were building their own shit back then, and yeah. it was cooler back then. People yeah. still do it. Mm. It's just we're going there for PC, like PC games, mm-hmm. um, like getting a lot of like shareware type games. They had those on on display. And actually, the first time that I ever saw a computer with any kind of multimedia, I walked in and um, there was a computer set up, and it was like it had video, and it was singing a song and everything, and I was like, this is amazing. And then I looked at my computer at home and it was just, you know, still like uh, 10 different shades of, you know, whatever mm-hmm. colors. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I was like, well, you know, yeah. It was a, it was a, a clear, it made an impact on me when I walked into that store and I saw that computer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, as far as Game Boy, I don't remember particularly it being there. Nope. And, um, I do want to say that in the movie though, Captain Marvel, I think there was, there, I, I caught, at least one other reference. I th- I think this was a reference, and then in my quest to verify that reference, I found a, on a forum somebody found another reference. Basically, so the one that I found was in the scene toward the end of the movie. All right, so Captain Marvel's got her suit that she's been wearing the whole 
yeah. the whole movie. Um, and she decides, you know, she's, gonna change she's the color. on a different team now, basically. So yeah. she needs to change her color. She doesn't like those colors anymore. Yeah. So she's standing on the porch with her, with her, her, her friend's daughter, um, telling the friend's daughter, I need you to help me, you know, find some new colors, whatever. So they cycle through a few different color combinations on the outfit. And one of the color combinations turns her suit the Tron one red on top and gold all over the body. And in that flash, I saw Samus. Hmm. And I didn't catch I, that. Of course you remember, well, you remember the news story from like a couple months ago. Yeah. No, well she actually on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. She wore like the zero suit, like one year for Halloween. I remember that. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I want to make that movie. Yeah. Now another, another movie that, that probably wouldn't be good if they did that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, you know, that going viral at that time, that's enough time that they could, Reference work it in that there. into the movie. Sure. Reference that in the movie. It, if you go back and you freeze frame it on that frame, I swear it looks like yeah. reminiscent of of the Samus suit. Yeah, because uh, I, I think that was intentional. Yeah, Justin I and I were back... trying to Easter egg. We were trying. Justin and I were trying mm-hmm. to figure out what the difference was because she pretty much goes to that color first, mm-hmm. and it looks a lot like the color that she sticks with. And we didn't understand why they did that first and then did the other one because they look the same, you know. But I guess if it's a Metroid reference, that would make sense. Also, that yeah. whole part basically reminded me of create a character in any game. That's basically what that part was, where they like have a thing on her arm that she's messing with, and it's like it, it just. And I said this on our show too, but it's like it's like oh yeah, uh, green and purple because that's like my favorite color scheme, and I make like all my characters have the have those colors, and it just reminded me of. Like designing guys for like Deus Ex Machina or like, uh, you know, or like Xenoblade Chronicles X or like any game where you Tony create Hawk your own 4. character. Tony Hawk 4. I yeah. thought it was weird when she had a mustache yeah. for a second, but you know, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, where they changed her face size. No, I'm just talking about like just outfits and going through different colors and all that. It's like it's like a video game, but they didn't have that in the 90s yet. I know they probably did for some stuff. Yeah, but no, I definitely want to watch it when it comes out on video and just double check that to verify because i really think that was a samus reference yeah and then so when i was going to try and verify that online i found this forum uh where somebody posted about the music uh, and i don't know if you want to play a sample during the show right now or 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 what but so uh this came from the reset era forums a user named paul gale network um he pointed out that one of the songs uh, sounded a lot like the opening to Super Metroid, and he he had a comparison. Yeah, well, I mean, I um, I know Super Metroid pretty well, and I just I didn't I mean I didn't notice it. I didn't. Notice it was it. one of the background songs. I didn't I didn't I didn't notice it at the time during the movie either. But uh, when she was boarding the train, you know, in the, in the trailer when she fights the old woman and stuff, this is the song that that he used. Yeah, to compare it, and I I, I think it's spot on. It's almost like a. Um, you know when they rework a popular song to have sort of the inverse notes so they don't have to pay royalties? It kind of sounds like that if you give it a listen. Well, here. I, I think it's I it's, think it's, I, it's worth listening to. I, th- I think I found it. All right, so let's listen to it right now on the show. Okay, so this is Captain Marvel. Mm, kind of. I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's like it's like a minute 35. I mean, I could see, yeah, seeing some comparisons to it. 
Yeah, that part. Alright, so that's 45 seconds of that, and here's the Super Metroid one. The last Metroid <laughs> is in captivity. We all know this part. The galaxy is at peace. Yeah, kinda. I could I could see some uh, similarities in there. I didn't really I didn't really notice it. I guess, Same. but yeah. I mean, maybe you know, maybe they were maybe they were doing that. Maybe they're inspired by it. Who knows? I don't think the yeah. character is anything like Samus. She her uh, family wasn't killed by by space pirates or anything like that. But is right, Captain right. Marvel always known to be a woman like through the entire? No, no. She so they reveal they reveal her as a woman towards the end of the movie. Oh no, no, not like that. <laughs> no, Captain. I mean, Captain Marvel was a character from the sixties that was a dude. Right, I know. Was, I know that was recently was like recast the, as a woman. But I mean, within yeah. the context of the movie, like you know, yeah, no, she Captain doesn't. Marvel she doesn't wear. Yeah. She doesn't wear a mask at all. You know, she just has like a space suit and a, and a nine inch nail shirt. Is there a jellyfish that she has as a baby? <laughs> the baby, the baby. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, there, there's similarities to it for sure. Um, yeah, I have to I have to listen to it again. I'm planning on getting the movie whenever it comes out. So, yeah, you, you I, can... I think if it was just one of those things, I wouldn't be so so certain about it. But two of those things plus the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. It sounds yeah. like an East, like Easter eggs to me for sure. Well, yeah. it's a. Uh, I mean, having it's... not seen the movie, I. I trust my Nintendo friends to have noticed yeah. that. Well, they also could have been. Well, I mean, the game, the movie's supposed to take place in 1995. Uh, Super Metroid came out in 1993, so or was it four? 94. Yeah, or four. So I mean, it would be out. People would be talking about it then. I mean, I would have been talking about it. So it's in the zeitgeist. I mean, Mallrats is referenced in the movie, so you know. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I think Mallrats came out in 95, and that's like showing a script of it. So it's like uh, you know they probably would have already been shooting it since it was released yeah, in 94 so yeah, yeah yeah but whatever but yeah no I, I like that reference a lot yeah you know i saw kevin kevin smith's video before i saw the movie where he was he was crying about how he or i think maybe he posted a picture yeah, yeah. he was crying about about the reference in the movie and all that stuff oh it made yeah. him so happy he cried well yeah yeah, yeah. especially because stan you know, it was it was stan reciting his lines yeah. from mall rats yeah. and Done the double whammy of this being Stan's last movie, you know. Well, well, well. No, apparently, that, that, apparently they the, filmed the a whole bunch of stuff. Died, actually, you know, yeah. of course they they recorded a bunch. First of them, posthumous line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, there, I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like I said, we talked about this on uh, on the Honey Darling show, so I don't want to. I don't want to step on the toes of that too much. But, but I sure. cried. I cried too in the movie. And if you want to know why, listen to our Captain Marvel episode, which will be posting this monday we're gonna start calling our show drunk monday so we're gonna post it on mondays so are there you, you re- rebranding your show or is it a separate show uh, it's just gonna rebrand it just so we can talk about other stuff that's not just movies but yeah we're gonna call it honey darling presents drunk monday is what, is what i'm going for but it's still be under the same feed if you're getting it under that and i'll still post some on this feed i'm sure so um let's talk about the second anniversary of the switch which we haven't done yet and i don't want to go too long without without missing that 
Um, there's a bunch of stuff that was announced for PAX, but we can talk about that when it gets closer to PAX. You know, we don't, we don't need to get to that now. But let's talk about our, what you guys put in the uh, poll. I know sure. one. I know one that Jeremy wanted to pick wasn't actually in there, which is unfortunate. Did you ever get to vote yeah, for that? Jeremy? I didn't put. No, I didn't vote. I didn't vote. So I went in to vote, and I was like, I wanted to, to uh, put my idea on there, and I guess I just didn't get into the poll early enough to submit my ideas. Yeah, well, we can. That, I forgot to open it. That up, was so the early day. To... That was the early days of us using Slack. We've only been using Slack for a couple of weeks, so yeah. that was when I didn't realize that we were communicating on Slack, and I hadn't checked it in a few days. Yeah, Slack is still kind of goofy. On like, I'm I'm liking Slack the, more. I like it. I just I can't. I officially like it more as of today. I just when wish I it would I can post photos yeah. and stuff on there. I just wish it would highlight replies. It does. It'll only highlight stuff when you add a new thread. Well, if you go to all threads, yeah, you're right. So yeah. it won't show the replies. Yeah, from- that's the only thing. That's my. But aside from that, it's pretty good. But um, yeah. So we did we did a pay- Facebook poll for our Nintendo main community, which I was looking at all the new members that you're welcoming here, John, and I know all of them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I know one of them. I know who all, I know who all of them are. You know. Uh, Daniel Husby Thorson, that's uh, one half of Smashing Theory on there. Um, Dan Dusher, that's uh, Jeremy's friend from Champagne. Well, uh, my friend too, but more more your friend. Um, Welcome to the Dan's. uh, Brian Mondi was actually that person that we met in Cozy Corner. Do you remember that, Jeremy? When we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he was sitting behind us talking about uh, Smash Brothers. Because they had just he had just watched the direct that yeah. same day. Yeah, that's that guy that we met in Cozy Corner. I've never well, talked I mean, to him ever since, but you know, I told him about the show, and and I we became friends on Facebook, and I sent him stuff cool. about the show and all that. Uh, Thanks, Brand- Brian. Brandon Pruitt was the guy who sent us the information on uh, Piranha Plant character from uh, Smash Brothers. He's the one who did that whole uh, like broke down all the different moves and like the and, oh, like, cool. the damage and all that. So, oh yeah, thanks, Brandon. Yeah, so he he joined as well. I wanted him to have it on there so he could add like any of his uh, Smash Brothers info that he's doing whenever there's new characters. Yeah, I was gonna say now we've got like a, we've got our like stats person for mm-hmm. that game specifically. And of course, Future Rascal, friend of the show, she's been on the show a couple times oh, yeah. to talk to us as a guest. Uh, Gail Martin is actually another. She's another podcaster that I met through the through the Chicago Podcaster Unite group. She she does she like does uh, special effects work for for movies so she does a special effects podcast called um, Faking It colon uh, special effects show that's a cool name for at, least a it, at least what it's called it's made, there's a few Faking It it's called Faking It an SFX podcast is what it is so yeah I met her through that and Jesse Christopher folks is the brother to my upstairs neighbor. Jason folks, and he's a fan of our show. I've talked to him back and forth about different stuff. I tried to get him on the show when uh, Octopath Traveler came out, but mm-hmm. he actually wasn't really that impressed with it because uh, he swears by uh, uh, the other one, Bravely Default. He says that is the he calls it the god tier of RPGs. That's what he refers to that game as. Yeah. But yeah, he, uh, he and he ended up not doing it because he was busy, and also said he said he didn't really know what to say about it because he was overly disappointed by it, which. I was too in the long run. So, you know, not all of us can play it for a hundred plus hours like Jeremy, but you, you stuck with it and made it all the way through. I, I think it's because of the super Nintendo controller that you could use with it. It really was. You did it. Honestly, yeah. it was. And I had that. And the grind desire to finish a game. I had to finish a game. Well, and it's, and there's a lot of grinding in there and you like that. So mm-hmm. that's where that is. But yeah, welcome new, no, welcome new members. It's cool that I know all of you on there. So it's dope. And, uh, you know, feel free to post stuff about things like we did about our best 
switch moments of their second year. So I don't know if you guys want to like alternate on those, or do you want to start at the be- start at the beginning, or you can. We'll start. Let's start at the bottom. We'll start with well, the ones that. Uh, let's actually there that... before. Where is this po- posted? Oh, it's not on the notes. It was on. A, it's on the Nintendo Main Podcast community through Facebook. You can find it there. Okay, but before, how about before we get into the list, uh, Jeremy? Why don't you just tell them what you would put on there that you didn't get to put on there? I really wanted to put cloud saves because I thought cloud saves were. Uh, a really huge thing that happened this past year because up until this past year, when it, well, when cloud saves were added, um, if you lost your switch, you were SOL. You were done, yeah. Like, and that's not just losing it. I guess or if, if it was stolen, a glass yeah. of Kool Aid on it, or it was stolen, or yeah, your cat chewed it up, or your or you dog broke it, whatever, scratched yeah. it up, or like, like uh, or sending it in for repairs and they have to wipe the memory. There's nothing you can yeah. do, you know. So it finally made that save data like you know, not a physical thing. So it made the switch. Sure. It's still, you know, we're 300 bucks cause that's how much I paid for it, but it's no longer priceless. Uh, and that's a good feeling about the switch. So for me, like that was not, you know, super glamorous like th- thing, but it, it legitimized the platform much more than it was before that moment. Uh, I would agree to that. Yep. Yeah. No, it was, it was very important to be added on there and it's a nice, it's something we really don't talk about that much, I guess, with the Nintendo Switch Online, but it's a great thing to have on there. And also, like, another thing, I mean, this was before the cloud safe, but, you know, if you ever, if, if you go, like, mostly digital, like I do, and your Switch gets stolen, and you, you know, get back on under your, your N- Nintendo Network ID, you can download those games again without paying for them, like anything you bought digitally. So there, there's the um, kind of the major one-up of digital versus physical that if somebody steals your switch you can re-download your digital stuff for free and with cloud saves yeah and and now with the cloud saves you'll have that as well so it's a good thing to have but to be honest if someone steals your switch i guess unless you have a case with all your games in it yeah you're you're only going to be losing the one game that's in it but most of them most of them have cases with games you Mm -hmm. know not a whole lot of people carry them around just even though I did see a kid walking down the street the other day, just with the switch out, just playing like this little like toddler guy just running around. I was like, man, be careful! You're gonna drop that thing. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, that's that's something that should have been included on there. I do think that's an important thing of of the you know coming with that. It's it's good. Like they do that for PlayStation Plus as well. It's a very nice thing to have. There are a couple times where my PlayStation like completely deleted everything on on the system by accident, and I was able to back it up with that. So it's always good to have that. So let's talk about the ones that got no votes real quick. Yeah, the ones that got no votes. We'll just rattle them off. Let's go through them real quick. quick. Yeah. With no votes at the moment from the Switch's second year, uh, Bill Nye promotes Nintendo Labo. No, we wanted to put something about Labo. Uh, and I thought about like what's, you know, not just the, the, the release, but what was the thing that I remembered from the launch of Labo. I put, uh, there was a Bill Nye video. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. A cool way to, to present the product. Uh, but nobody else thought that was cool. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember uh, it. I don't even remember it happening. So uh, the next one was the Nesflix launches with NES controllers. Yeah, yeah. I bought a pair. Jeremy bought. So a pair. did I. Yeah, you guys thought so it was that cool. Was pretty cool. I thought about selecting this one, but I don't know. other other than just being like other than just being really charming hardware, it's not anything revolutionary in any regard. Yeah, no, it's not revolutionary, but. Uh, I think more so it's it's cool that they opened up the possibility to bring all of the classic controllers back. But yeah, yeah, nobody voted for it. I'm right there with you. Like I was actually thinking about that today. Like it looked kind of 
cheesy having the NES controllers on the side in the pictures, but I actually like it. Mm-hmm. I think it looks cool in, in person. If it was one side NES controller, the other side SNES controller, I think that would look cool too. Because yeah. then it would be a one-player portable SNES and NES. Uh, the next one I put is Fortnite downloaded on nearly half of all Switches worldwide. Yeah. Well, Fortnite I mean, was a big moment in yeah. gaming. Um, you know, yeah, get, I think all get, over the place. I think getting it on Switch in general was a was a big moment as well. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, and yep. and of course, like that was an E three thing, right? That the, came out, yeah, during the E three presentation. Yeah, that was during the E three presentation because because uh, like I remember Reggie said that he'd see you on the party bus or something like that, which is hilarious because mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe battle bus, or, yeah, whatever it's called. But yeah, yeah, that was during their during their direct, and it was also like it's crazy that they. That they did the uh, voice control or the voice, the the um yeah they they did the voice chat basically and mm-hmm. Nintendo never did. They're like, oh yeah, you don't need that dumb app. You can just plug your headphones into it and just talk to each other. Also, Straight you don't system. need any yeah. online, and you don't need any online either. So they just went outside of everything. But the Fortnite thing, it's also free, you know, and it's also super popular. So you know, but I'm sure like once it went to Switch, everybody just went to that until they got paired up with mobile users and all that. Maybe that'll be a thing, but yeah. The last moment that I put on there that got no votes and probably for the better. Yes, for Bowsette. the better. Because <laughs> Bowsette is not something that Nintendo did. That's what some dumb horny fan did once he saw <laughs> once he saw Toadette. He's like, oh, hey, let's uh, let's make it make it a girl hardly wearing anything that sort of looks like Bowser. And then we'll have a whole lot of memes. That was just and... so blew up yeah. so rapidly. I mean, there's just... been cosplay of it. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a real deal. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Once a fan. it's cosplays, you know, it's legitimized. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Bowsette, and I, I really don't. I prefer Boozette. I think it's a great. <laughs> what is that? You you turn into you turn into alcohol, <laughs> or do you turn into a, a a ghost? It's the ghost, but I I like yours better. I like even. I like Boozette, where it's just like it's like somebody wearing like a sexy uh, whiskey bottle outfit or something. <laughs> that's, that's, that's better. <laughs> Now we got some ones that people people actually voted for. You guys want to start taking some of these? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll take one. So everyone is here that's uh, saying that everybody came back for Smash Brothers. Actually, uh, Dan from Smashing Theory voted for that one. I I see his photo on there. That was Um, a huge moment. Which uh, he has a whole show named after Smash, so that's probably why he did it. Um, After that, uh, Inkling getting added to Smash. Uh, Brandon Pruitt voted for that. Um, I still, I still can't really figure out how to be good with the inkling. So I didn't really, I mean, that's mm-hmm. cool that it's in there and it makes sense. You know, I just, I'm not, yeah. never got really good at that character. What um, I intended for with put, putting this moment in there, not so much that the inkling was added, but the oh, smash yeah. reveal. Cause remember, oh, okay. How, how it was like the fake out or like the mystery. It was a fake, yeah, yeah. The first fake out. Yeah, no, that was cool. Yeah. They did like a misdirect and. Because they had just shown like a, a Splatoon update or something, right. and and so then they, they showed more Splatoon. Splatoon stuff. Yeah, and it was the fire. Yeah, it was the fire in the eye of the Smash Brothers. And everybody was like, that became like memes, and people would put in fires yeah. in everybody's eyes and all that stuff. It was very dangerous, and a lot of people lost eyes. But they they should have never done that to begin <laughs> with. But yeah, no, yeah, the reveal on that was pretty big. The um, the whole yeah, the ing- the inkling reveal, and then. Uh, Jess, uh, Jess voted for this one, which uh, I'm with her. I mean, I didn't vote for that one, but it is a big thing. Uh, the remake of Link's Awakening was her favorite. 
thing yeah. of the second year at the very very end of the second year even right before the right before see the, i'm there uh, with her birthday. but i would have this was the second thing i would have added to the poll if i'd added it in time which was mario maker 2 mario maker announced 2 also, the same yeah. presentation yeah that would have been my like most exciting game reveal of the past year for myself personally yeah. now i'm very excited to play that game uh yeah no that, that was a hell of a hell of a direct i know we said that a few episodes ago but it was. It was one were, of the best. It was pretty. I was pretty much into everything except for Zoom Zoom <laughs> that was on there. <laughs> uh, this is one that I voted for, and I added it as well um, before you made the poll. But the just Final Fantasy returning to Nintendo, I feel like that's a big event just because, like, Final Fantasy VII, as much as I, you know, like to talk about how I don't think it's that great of a game, um, I mean, it's fine. It's just not as good as people think it is. But it, it, it was such a major... Heart, knife to the heart to Nintendo to lose Final Fantasy to PlayStation at that time, especially after that mm. video of the working or you know the yeah. concept of well, Final Fantasy on the N sixty four. Well, think about it from like my perspective as well because I was reading Nintendo Power and they were for like a few issues, there were like articles about the new Final Fantasy even Nintendo sixty four showing like those three D models of the characters from straight from the or whatever. Yeah, and I thought that that was a real thing, and then I found out later it wasn't. You know, I'd already gotten my 64 and all that, and Final Fantasy VI slash three was, like, my favorite RPG of all time at that time, and the fact that it was going to not be on another system, or not be on Nintendo, like, broke my heart. And I did play it, you know, I played it a little bit off and on, and finally played through it later, ultimately, to being sort of a disappointment. But, but I mean, it's nice that, that finally Final Fantasy VII is back on Nintendo Switch. If I would have told myself 20 years ago that that was going to happen. I would have never believed it, but I guess, you know, in the long run, everything comes back to Nintendo, right? Eventually. <laughs> and I, and I bought this. So I consider that a spiritual vote on my part because I am fucking stoked that mainline final fantasy came to the mm-hmm. switch. Like, yeah. And we both bought, we both bought final fantasy nine when it came out. And I think you can, you can pre-purchase pre-purchase seven now. Right. And that's only 15 yep. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which the retronauts, they did a episode about seven and, just remembering all the ridiculous, it made me feel kind of fatigued in the game. That, yeah, I felt fatigued just thinking about it. Because when I played uh-huh. through it on PS3, <laughs> I played through it on PS3. I went through and did all the like fucking stupid mini games and got the Black Chocobo and the Knights of the Round and fought the extra I bosses. And yeah, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't, think I'm, I don't think I'm gonna get Midgar it. <laughs> encompassed half of the the in, you know it was one part of their two part episode because you're in that city for so long. Like, yeah. That's to me. That was where I was just kind of like, "Oh my god!" Mm. Okay, somebody get back into all this shit. And yeah. I never did beat the game, but I got pretty far. Oh, I beat it. I beat, On the, PC. I beat that game. I definitely beat uh, it. Four years ago, I would say mm. it was when I first got. Well, it was my old PC, so yeah, it was probably about four or five years ago that I tried to play through it on Steam. Got pretty far. Mm. But yeah, I think I, th- beat it. I think it's a big deal. Well, seven and nine are there. It's eight, a huge deal. Eight is still not there, but also like ten and twelve. You know, it's a shame that eight isn't there. I think eight's worth playing. Like, uh, if you haven't, like I did it play it. Yeah, I think eventually it will. Be. I played it for a decent amount of time after I beat seven. You know, I played it longer than I played nine, just because I was going. I right, actually going right into it after I, seven. Or I bought seven and eight at the same time and played eight more. Yeah. I mean, eight's all right. Actually, fifteen. I feel like fifteen borrows a lot of stuff from eight. Like the whole like collecting, collecting, uh, collecting magic from different places and like using it kind of like a magic bomb and all that. But yeah, it's nice to have Final Fantasy back on the system, which I think a couple of them are on sale now too. Like the other ones, like World of Final Fantasy and uh, the Pocket Edition. 
But that's the one that I voted for. But the yeah. one that won. So did uh, Nick Siegmeier. So thank you for your vote, Nick. But the one that won was uh, Tetris ninety nine, which Tetris ninety nine is great. That was that was that was a great yeah. that was a great surprise. Nobody and as, knew there was no yeah. prerequisite. Like it was just there all of a sudden. Which that's is, why I voted for it because it opens us up to surprise releases of free games through the Nintendo online service. Yeah. And it, which we didn't know it, that was going to happen. So, and, it, and it felt like something uh, that was really needed because not everybody cares about the NES games. Like there's a lot of younger people out there right. that didn't have an NES and they don't care whether those are on. There and not only was it a free game and a surprise game, but it's, in my opinion, it might, it might be the best Tetris ever. If you just throw it's in pretty the, good. Uh, multiplayer, uh, you know, local, local yeah. two player, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that that would seal the deal. I think it's me. a, it's a proof of concept that the, that Tetris is truly a ubiquitous game that it yeah. can be adapted to the modern times. Like right now, everybody's fucking obsessed with battle royale games. So Tetris works in that format. You know, I think that's right. incredible that they were able to make that, yeah. make right. that fit into like the, the pop, you know, the cultural zeitgeist, so to speak. Uh, What's what, what do people like now? Well, Hey, it's Tetris, but it's also like Fortnite a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you had asked me like, you know, what I would want in a modern Tetris game. I probably would have just said Tetris, but multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And that would have been fine. Yeah. I didn't know that I wanted Tetris against 99 people. Yeah. I didn't even think of, I didn't even think about it. And I like that none of it was leaked. I always hate it when things get leaked before. I just want to watch the direct. I want the direct to, to like present itself to me the way Nintendo intended. That's the way I want to see it. Mm-hmm. And nothing was ever leaked about that, thankfully. And it was cool you know and it's a game that we've been talking about every week since it came out so i mean it's and now they're starting to do events for it so i mean it's going to be something that i feel i mean it has permanence it's probably it's i I could i'd be really really surprised if it's not on my top 10 games of the year of this year because just because of like how easy it is to play and how much i return to it and i don't see myself i mean i guess i went away from it because i played it so much off of the competition but i mean it's just one of those games that'll stay with you. I mean, I think it's it's really easy to jump in and play a couple games and be done with it. You know, it's like I've been telling all yeah. my friends about it. You know, especially the ones who have a Switch. Like, you got to yeah. play this game. And then yeah. I was talking to Dan, who Dan Dutcher, who uh, is a new subscriber to the community page. Yeah, um, he told me the other day. He's like, "Hey, I watched it. I finally watched a video of someone playing." Yeah. Tetris 99, and it stressed me out. I think yeah. it'd be too stressful for me to play. And that's funny to me because I'm I was like, watching people not, win, and it didn't it's stress not me out. It's actually yeah. stressful at all yeah. to play it. But yeah. as somebody who's never played the game, him, you know, his perspective, that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting for him yeah. to like look at it as like this high stakes, super stressful mm-hmm. game, which it is, but it's not really that. As long as you know how to play Tetris, it's just a fun Tetris game. Yeah, sorry for right. pronouncing your name wrong, Dan. I said Dutcher, and you said Dutcher. It, it's Dutcher, right? It's Dutcher, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, you know, Dutcher. But um, yeah, no, it's just it's it's a really it's a really cool thing to have on there. Um, yeah, I forget what I was going to say something when you when you said that, but no, I've watched I've watched people play it like just you know to try to teach myself how to get better at it, and I actually found it kind of soothing to just watch other people win. That wasn't me, and I wasn't playing, so yeah, it'd be it'd be hard for it to get moved from the from the top ten for me i mean it's a it's a great game good good uh good surprise it might be my top five to be honest mm. yeah well i mean there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff coming out this year so there's a lot to compete with it you know like through like you know what we were just talking Link's awakening uh super mario 
Super Mario Maker 2. Like, um, oh, yeah. yeah. That's going to be my number one game. Dragon, Dragon Quest XI. Um, the Three Houses. Oh, shit. Uh, Luigi's Mansion. Uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, it's like there's a, tons and tons and tons of stuff coming out for us to, you know, that are that are viable contenders. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's enough for this episode, right? Uh, is there anything yeah. I'm forgetting here? I don't think so. I think we got it. Yeah, we made it. To, we made it to talk about the second the second year. Finally, Nintendo is entering its third year now, and it seems like third year is going to be kind of more like the first year with a lot I more first so. party stuff. And I know last year people say that people were hating on some people were saying that the Switch didn't have as much because it didn't have like all the bells and whistles of the PS4 and all that shit. But what? But but the Switch, Switch cracked a thousand games this year. No, I know, but I mean, I'm saying like there was no like GTA or or like Assassin's Creed or like any other boring game that's on another system. But uh, it's going to keep having you know. the stock gaps <laughs> of re-releases in the meantime sure. as it's re- as it's coming out with its own yeah. shit so that's but, where yeah. the switch is, has the advantage like gt gta 5 is going to come to the switch absolutely mm. but it's going to happen Maybe. during a dead period when there's not a lot of other stuff happening and they're going to make a huge deal out of it and we're going to buy it uh, not me you guys will buy it oh <laughs> i'm good I don't, I don't i don't i don't like gta but uh but i mean last year what i was getting at the games that were on there were the games that i wanted to see so i was very happy with last year's release because it was all a whole lot of RPGs that I loved. So that's, that's what I got. And the indie games were great too. So it's become definitely, I love this whole like releasing only on PC and switch indie thing that's happening now because they know that people are going to go for the indies. It's become its own like nice little indie darling, darling system and all that. So, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you're still listening, listening to this on Friday and you're thinking about seeing us at the live show, do that. We'll be at the live show on Saturday. If this is Saturday night and you haven't done it, you know, I'm sure the live show will, will show up somewhere eventually. I think it'll probably end up on our Patreon. So if you guys want to support us and listen to it, you can hear it on there. And and by the way, that's patreon.com slash Podcast. If you like the show and feel like throwing us throwing us some money, there's a couple tiers on there. I'm planning on adding some extra ones as well. I know Jess said that she would do uh, some um, cross stitches for people if Ooh. they if they give it the $50 level. She'll send that you. Would be worth she'll send you a cross stitch of your choice, within reason. That's one that's, uh, and I think we're only going to have like a couple of those available, just so she doesn't get overworked if people decide to do that. But uh, yeah, and it, it has to be something that has like a bit pattern or whatever. But but yeah, cool. thank you for offering that, Jess. Yeah, damn, and, Hell yeah. and we'll have some. We'll have some, uh, you know, Patreon exclusive shows that will be on there as well. You know, which we'll let you know about in on the show as that happens. But yeah. But this has been episode 162. Uh, we're hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And you can find us at NintendoMainPodcast.com. You can find us at YouTube.com slash NintendoMainPodcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, Nintendo Main Podcast, or the Nintendo Main community page, um, Twitch.tv slash NintendoMainPodcast. Uh, Jeremy and I are on Twitter, Nintendo underscore domain, and JMAKSTAK. J-M-A-K-S-T-A-K. S-T-A-K, yeah. Do you have a Twitter now that you have to go on there for a uh, Slack, John? <laughs> don't you don't you have a Twitter site? You should I tweet. do have a Twitter, I never use it. You should tweet, man. Tweeting is great. It's a new way to uh I like tweeting. I think it's Twitter is my social media thing of choice out of all of them. I like it cuz you can comment on people that you don't know that are famous and stuff. <laughs> you know. But yeah, uh check out all of our stuff on there and thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. See ya.
Look to the stars, my darling baby boys. Life is strange and vast, filled with wonders and joys. Face each new sun with eyes clear and true, unafraid of the unknown, because I'll face it all.